In this week's episode, we're celebrating yet another new year with raised ticket prices. Yay! We'll take a deep dive into this year's price changes, discuss who will be hit the hardest, and laugh at all those that complain the most. Speaking of large crowds, Galaxy's Edge is getting closer to completion with more details being revealed weekly. Did we get a confirmation of when it will be opening? Or is it all just smokescreen? Mickey's 90th continues with more merchandise and absolutely unrelated dining treats. Also, Disneyland After Dark sells out, The Mandalorian gets a composer, Diggs spends the new year with Ozzy, and more on this Reborn episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Think of me, Harley Joe. You never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> Made you look. Happy New Year! Hey, guess what? It's a new year. Happy New Year! Wait, what? Yeah, Wait. It's, a, it's a new year. It just feels like August. I, I think what August two thousand nineteen. <laughs> now are we already? Uh, summer's almost over. Is that where we are? It feels like summer's. I don't know. It feels like things are happening. Right. right. I just want to, uh, you know, for the New Year's, we'll get back to that though. Yes, we will. Um, but we're gonna uh... happy birthday! Yes. We've... Oh, whoa, cracking! That's You're... not my voice. I'm, I'm, I've passed puberty. <laughs> we are uh, gonna do a birth, some birthday shoutouts. I have a few birthday shoutouts to do, and we're gonna start with one that just passed this last Sunday, and that was my little Disney buddy Miles, who turned twelve. Now I met Miles actually at Disneyland with his family, and um, Anthony. I th- was. I think Anthony was there. Were you there when we first met Winky? No, that was before me. Okay, so that was before. That was Jose, probably. That was uh, BCA, right? Yes. Okay, so I met Winky because uh, she followed our SoCal Disneyland annual pass holders page, and she said, "I want to meet you. I want to get a button." So went down to the park, met her, and she says, "Have you met the people at?" The flag retreat ceremony. I'm like, nope, I haven't. So she went over there, introduced me to everyone. She introduced me to, well, Miles's mom. And then I, uh, she told me that she follows my page. I go, okay, cool. And then Winky introduced me to Miles. And I believe he was at either seven or eight at the time. And then that was the day I met Charlie, the World War II veteran. That oh, I talked yes. about before. So, yeah, met him, you know, there. And then just through the years, just, you know, see him over there. And then we just started, like, uh, hanging out with the family because after the retreat, they would go over to have dinner. Like, everyone from the retreat would go have dinner. So we would do that. And um, then we just, like, I started hanging out with him and his family in the park. How many, how many people is this to have dinner? Uh, Probably about close to 10 people. 
Wow. You go to like the, they either go to. Um, hey, you know how older people roll. Yeah, you know if five Deep. O- five o'clock is dinner Deep. time, yeah. right? Early bird specials. Well, I thought it was four fifteen. Well, the <laughs> flag retreat ceremony was going on at that time, <laughs> <laughs> so they would either head to Plaza or to uh, Jolly Holiday. Okay. So you know we would go over there, hang out, and then I started. They always be like, "Okay, it's time to go eat." Yeah. And everybody would get in there because bed bedtime's at seven thirty. Right. Yeah. So they you've never to- heard so many motorized wheelchairs starting up at once. <laughs> They do make a sound only when they, there's five of them starting at once. You know, I've always wanted to do, like, scooter races down Main Street. Oh, that's what they're doing to get to the plaza for and, seconds. And, but and, wide. And then you hear the, super wide. Then you hear Just, the theme song. Chariots of Fire, maybe? No. That's if you had two lines rolling next to each other, right? I think he had it right. I was picturing more like in Blues Brothers with the Illinois Nazis, and they're flying through the air. Right, right. So anyway, just hung out, hung out with this family, and then we just started just hanging out, you know. Over every time they're, the family's at Disneyland, I would go hang out with them and everything. So he had a birthday on Sunday, but Saturday we went to the parks to celebrate his birthday. So it was really cool because you know what I actually did? What, what did you do, Diggs? I went on rides. What? <laughs> no way. I went on It's a Small World holiday. We also went on Pirates of the Caribbean. We went on the train. We went on... Haunted Mansion holiday. Jeez, you know I didn't. This is the first year in probably, in probably twenty that I haven't done the holiday hunting. Wow, I just and, didn't make it. And then we went. That's over pretty to- good considering it hasn't been there for twenty years. Well, whenever fifteen at least, right? Uh, it was two thousand one was the first one. Okay, so we're pretty close. We're nine, yeah, nine, so we're getting 18 there. years. <laughs> I just know that since it started, I've been on every year, and I just didn't. We meant to go like in the second half, but then every time I looked at the posts on Facebook, it's like it was jam, jam packed, and I just didn't feel like well, fighting. Well, let me crowds. tell you about this because on Saturday it was only a thirty-minute wait. Wow! And Pirates was only a fifteen-minute wait, but we uh, had the you know the DOS pass, so we didn't wait at all. We went over to DCA, and I got on Guardians of the Galaxy, and I did. Uh, we we did the Grizzly River run, run three times in a row. And I got my uh, my um, Humphrey button. Yeah, they brought the buttons back just oh. in time for the end of uh, Grizzly uh, yeah, before they closed. It's already closed. So yeah, because it's closed about. as of two. Is there maybe day. an extra one of these buttons? I only got one. So anyway, uh, I did the we did the river run and got wet. And um, by that time, they were ready to go home. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home too because I'm wet. And you know how it is when you have wet feet and wet socks and. I forgot to bring a change of clothes like Michael the Mel guy does. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. I had a fun time with uh, Miles and his family. So, happy birthday to Miles. The next one is uh, my nephew, Kevin, who turned 17 on the 1st. Whoa, crazy. 17-year-old. Uh, he's the one that lives over in Arizona. So, uh, yeah, happy birthday to Kevin. I actually got to – I didn't get to see him on his birthday. He was here, and I was going to go and, uh, you know, see him and everything. And, you know, they usually do the family stuff. All the family come over. So I was waiting for the dinner to be over, and I called to see what they were doing. And they said, oh, well, I'll talk to his dad. And his dad said, oh, we're on our way back to Arizona. I was like, oh, it's like only 7 o'clock. And I thought they were going to leave the next day. So I didn't to go over there, but it's all good. And the last but not least is my other nephew, Jason, who turned 12 on December 21st. And uh, I was talking to his dad because I sent him the picture that Baker's has bacon now. Yeah, that picture I showed you of the burger. 
I sent that to him. And he was like, ooh, I want one. And then I was like, hey, I heard uh, Jason got a phone for his birthday. And he said, oh, yes, he did. I go, that's pretty cool. He's like, oh, you want his number? I'm like, sure. Uh, real quick, is that bacon cheaper than the habit? No, I think it was a. It's yes, it's out. It's, it's more. It's a dollar fifty. Thirty. I know, but it's really good. So uh, his dad gives me his number, and I was. It was Christmas Eve. I was doing my Christmas shopping. I was doing the last part of it, right before the stores closed, and uh, so I'm, he he gave me the number, and that's it. He didn't say anything else. So I'm doing my shopping, and then he texts me. He says, "Um, your nephew's waiting for his uncle to text him." I'm oh. I didn't know that was the plan. I didn't get the memo or that. So I text him, say what's up and everything like that. And um, I found out something very, very interesting. He listens to the podcast. What? Yes. I was like, oh, you listen? He's like, yes. He says that he thinks that we are funny. I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome, right? It's really, it's really great. awesome. I told him that we will try to keep it right at PG. PG-13, maybe. How old is he? He's 12. Oof. We'll try. I said we'll try. I mean, any kid in school these days is going to hear. I mean, we're already basically PG-13. I mean, you edit out any, uh, you know, any uh, F-bombs. Right. Or right. anything. I mean, every, I might every say. Every kid in school these days hears somebody hey, say if he shit. Can't head, if, he gets, if he can't handle a shit now and then. <laughs> then yeah, hopefully for him every day or two. <laughs> hopefully I mean, he's regular like Rachel. Yeah, regular, regular. I mean, if he can't if he can't handle some some uh, some poop talk, then uh, you know, then yeah, I don't know. Maybe somebody needs to be homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, if he's homeschooled, then I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, he says he listens. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, happy birthday to all of them. Happy birthday! Yes, to you. Happy New Year's. So, uh, hey, how was everyone's New Year? Hey, it was pretty un. Eventful, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, I just want to uh, bring in the new year by uh, making people feel old. How? In the usual way. 2019 will be 50 years of Butch and Sundance, Easy Rider, Midnight Cowboy, The Wild Bunch, and the uh, Black Sheep of the Bond movies on Her Majesty's Secret Service. It will be, it is 40 years of Alien, Apocalypse Now, Mad Max, Monty Python, The Life of Brian, Star Trek, The Motion Picture, The Muppet Movie, and The Warriors. Whoa. This year will be 30 years of Batman, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Back to the Future 2, Bill and Ted, <laughs> and of course, Roadhouse. Cool. This year will be 20 years of Fight Club, The Matrix, Sixth Sense, Iron Giant, and Star Wars The Phantom Menace. <laughs> Man, I need to sit down and watch The Matrix trilogy again. It will be 10 years of District 9, Avatar, and the Star Trek, the new Star Trek movie. Did you like District 9? I never saw it. I like uh, District 9. It was pretty cool. It was cool. I it mean, was it's weird. It's different sci-fi than yeah. I used to. Very yeah. different. So that's a list courtesy it was like, of uh, Pablo Hidalgo. Well, Di- District 9 is by the same people that did Chappie. Yes. And, uh, I mean, it's very much like a real-world take on sci-fi where there's essentially racism and classism. and Right. You know, they just stick all these aliens like in an internment camp almost. It's very interesting. But other people live there too. So anyways, yeah, that's uh it's always easy to make people feel old when they realize, oh wow, that movie came out that long ago. Yeah. Speaking of sci fi, uh when I bought these shirts recently, uh, the one that he was talking about, I have a Videopolis t shirt. 
One of the other ones that I almost bought was one that said "Never give up, never surrender." Uh, is, uh, uh, I just want to make a comment that I'm very disappointed in the uh, Hollywood uh, press uh, that the, the that it took almost to the end of the freaking video clip for them to show Tron in the Jeff Bridges video package that they showed for his Cecil B. DeMille Award oh, at the Golden Globes. I fell asleep. Oh yeah, well the Jeff Bridges got the Cecil B. DeMille Achievement Award. In movies, and uh, it took them almost to the end before they showed Tron. Oh, you know what? I either Tron that. movie or even Tucker. I did see that. So, Tim, what'd you do for uh, New Year's Eve? We binge watched uh, some TV show. <laughs> it was show. obviously not that good because he doesn't remember what it was. Uh, it's, it's, it was on Showtime. It's called Escape at Danorama. It's uh, about these guys that did like a Shawshank style escape from prison. Okay. I uh, don't know that one. I've heard of Escape at Bananarama. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a response to that. Wow. Uh, it would have been a nice, nice evening. It was just, you know, just chilling and watching TV. But I was chilling, too, because it's it kind of cold. Like a villain? Yeah, because it was like cold. It was cold at the where, forum? Where were you? I was at the forum. It was cold in the forum? No, it's, it was cold outside the forum. Oh, it was cold outside the forum. What were forum. you doing? I was at OzFest. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And the first uh, two bands were outside in the outside stage. Oh, so, that's how they did that. Okay. Yeah, so it was kind Why of... Why would they split them up? Because Ozzy wanted like his own stage. Well, OzFest traditionally, which used which uh, traditionally was held at Glen Helen, a.k.a. Blockbuster, a.k.a. whatever the hell... San Manuel. Whatever the hell other names... Uh, traditionally, Ozfest was uh, there was always two, three stages at at, at one at a couple points in the beginning, where uh, the early day, the early hours of the of the festival, there was bands going on simultaneously. Yeah. So. And then they shut that down and had like just the main stage. Well, yeah, eventually later. So yeah, so they had two bands out front or outside. Right, because this is the forum, which is, of course is an indoor venue which is different for Ozfest. Yeah. This is literally the worst, worst acoustics in Southern California, too. I hate the No, forum. not since it's been redesigned. Really? Yeah, it's just really good. Yeah, when they re- when the church redesigned it. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, um, they had pretty cool uh well, I missed the first band. I was uh barely getting there. But I uh, saw the second band which was a like a um a Zach Wild tribute band type of thing. But that's not the important part. Which is part. funny because he was there. I was I was happy that Zach while I was back. But the important part was the food trucks. Uh, they had three food trucks on the left side of the stage, so I went over there to go check out what outside. they had. Oh, on the outside yeah, stage. The outside. That's cool. And uh, one of them was, you know, your regular type of uh, burger truck and things like that. The next one was like, like a tater tot truck. Ooh. It had different types of, you know, toppings on the tater tots. But the next truck next to that was serving funnel cakes, and ice cream put together, and basically it was packaged like a, a big order of French fries, like the carton, like you get at McDonald's for okay. French fries. So it was a cardboard like that, and then you had the funnel cake in the back, ice cream in the, in the you know in the front, and then I got what was called not like the ones they have at the California churro cart. No, this, no, no. Those no, are no. like a swirl churro, like in two. No, 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 no. This yeah. is a real made churro. They make them right there, and had strawberries, strawberries on top. And the whipped cream, oh my god, it was so good. So I loved that. It was ten bucks, but I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try this. So it was pretty good. I don't remember the name of the truck right now, but that's uh you can check out the Hero truck. You can check out YouTube Funnel Cake Truck. And I'll have the pictures on there. But yeah, that was pretty good. Ozfest was awesome, it was fun. I had a great time. 
sometimes when you go to, you know, how you go to concerts, and you're like, oh, my God, you know, it was a long day. And you're like, oh, my God, is this over yet? You want to see Ozzy. You want to see the last band. But you want to go because you're tired. I didn't feel that way at all. But I Do you think it was because it was indoors? Maybe because, yeah, it was indoors. I mean, and some of those early OzFest, man, we were... Right. Well, right. some of those early... <laughs> was that, that first OzFest, remember, was uh, in November. Uh, it was October, or no, it was October. October. It was so cold. I know we were really cold, yeah. and then they moved OzFest to summer, and then we just... Uh, lots of supply was needed. Melting. Melting. But, uh, but I, I think all the bands were awesome. You had Ice-T. Uh, how was uh, Jonathan Davis by himself? What you know, was that like? That was really interesting. Did they play corn stuff, or was it just... Yeah, like... yeah, he played some corn uh, songs. He played uh, uh, the two songs. He played two songs from um, Queen of the Dam. Oh, interesting. It was really cool. I like a slower pace uh, tempo. But, what you know, me with the lighting and everything, looking at lights, he only used red lights. Oh, no, crazy. No, no light show, no spotlights, just red lights. Huh? So, I mean, he did a great job. And, uh, of course, Rob Zombie is probably one of the best well, shows you can yeah. see. And Ozzy, poor Ozzy, I feel a little, yeah, he's old, and he needs to just stop. Um, of course, when he sings, you understand him, you know the song. But when he was trying to talk and explain to the audience, we're gonna, he was basically trying to say, at 11.59, we're going to stop the show and count down. That's all he was trying he's to probably say. probably just saying, <laughs> Exactly. So just like that. And people were like, what? What did he say? So, Ozzy... I know how to speak Ozzy. <laughs> Ozzy just needs to... We do have the same birthday, after all. <laughs> exactly. Ozzy just needs to sing the songs, and that's it. Don't even talk. Does he need to have, like, his own... He needs to be, like, in wrestling, where, like, uh, Brock Lesnar has, like, Paul Heyman, who comes out and talks for him because he doesn't know how to talk, because he's a moron. <laughs> uh, so, that's what Ozzy needs. Not because he's a moron, but because he can't talk. So, he needs to have some... He needs to have, like, a manager... Who can just come out and uh, be his like mouth of Sauron? Yeah, he or just have Zach talk, you know. And that's all he needed to do. But I mean, supposedly Ozzy's done; he's not touring anymore, or whatever. This is it. That's what he says. So, was this the last gig? I think so. I'm not sure. I I don't know. I don't. I haven't looked into that. But it was a great show. I loved it. It was cool. And the best part, one of the best parts, was after the show, because we we're walking to my truck, and then my brother says. I'm hungry. Where are we going to eat? And right in front of us, three dogs right in front. Right three there. dogs. I was like, ooh, yes. I said, this is what we're going to eat. So it was pretty good. Bacon wrapped. Yes. So I had a good New Year's Eve. It was pretty cool. At the countdown, they had uh, they had uh, fireworks and everything inside. I didn't even know they were going to have fireworks inside. They had some of the, you know, you know the from the stage and everything launching off. So I was happy that like I, WWE fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Used to be. Yes, I was happy that I got fireworks for New Year's Eve because <laughs> I know there was a thousands of people who did get fireworks for New Year's Eve. <laughs> Ooh, is it too soon? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, Disneyland. <laughs> no fireworks for New Year's Eve. No fireworks for you at Disneyland. And that's neither time either. Right. There's been years like uh, we were just talking about earlier, 2016. Uh, New Year's 2016, there was uh, fireworks at 9 p.m. for Walt Disney World, but there was no fireworks at midnight because yeah. of high winds. Yeah, you got none. Of, you got nothing this year, this time. I don't know if that's the first time in a while that that's happened or the first time ever, but it's <laughs> definitely <laughs> sucks for you. 
Yep. So you know you got thousands and thousands of people right in front of the the castle waiting for the fireworks. They're probably sitting there since you know seven o'clock in the morning. But <laughs> I'm sure Tim probably knew plenty of people bitching about that about how there was no castle. fireworks. Oh, it was the there was high winds, right? Well, yeah, that's yeah. what we're talking about. That there was no fireworks for New Year's. Yeah, they, at all. Well, <laughs> but. The best show was it over. It was like Windy AF. What are they going to do? Yeah. The best show was over at California Adventure because they had a cool firework display. They had fire from the World of Color, all the World of Color effects. They had the lights going off on um, an Incredicoaster. For, cool. You know, the World of Color lights up on there. Now, I, don't, they, I believe they did have the low-level fireworks off the castle for New Year's. Or was it just lasers? Did they have nothing? I, I I don't remember. But I was thinking I think they that, would have done something as some sort of a. I that they still did the, uh, the did the low level fire. They might have. I I don't rem- I I don't remember seeing uh, at least a video. the castle launches. Or right, something. that's what I mean. At least some fire. But DC it looked like it was um, the happening spot. Happening. And of course, like I said, they did it right there in front of the world of color. And of course, there was probably like five people over there watching. No, it was packed. <laughs> it was packed. Uh, uh, Disney 366 was there, recorded it, and uh, there was a lot of people there. And, of course, DJ Wendy Walker was there spinning the tunes. So she, it, Was she walking in a different direction? I, I don't know. I wasn't there. So, anyway, it was pretty cool. I, the videos I've seen, it looked pretty tight. Yeah, I was wondering, do you think, um, since they didn't have any fireworks for New Year's Eve, do you think uh, Walt is rolling in his grave for that? Uh, he might be. He might be. Uh, Depends on how big a coffin they made for him. I think I don't know because you know I I mean I heard that the I heard that the, there was no fireworks because it might have been because of the government shutdown. Yeah. Oh yeah. oh oh okay you never know you never know because you know I mean I, if it, even if it wasn't any place that does, that is government didn't have fireworks on New Year's as well so don't feel left out. <laughs> so yeah, Walt's rolling in his grave. I think Walt has. Uh, I made a comment to him the other day. I said. Walt's done so much rolling these last few years. I think he's uh, rolled around the world, according to people. Right. Between uh, between the uh, the pirates thing and uh, just you know stuff. He's in- rolling. I mean, he's just tumbling. I mean, you know, if you were to add point. up, if you were to add all add up all the people who said he's rolling in his grave over the past three four years, uh, yeah, it would go around the world probably a few <laughs> times, probably. Put on some mileage. Well, you do. You do. You, you think he would wake up after all that rolling? You do know he's rolling again, right? Well, I know he's rolling like he rolled over and over and over again just because of uh, what? Oh, ticket price. Uh, ticket prices raised. What? Yep. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be so mad, uh, or it wouldn't be so bad because I mean it happens every year. So I don't know why people should be so surprised. Oh wait, right? They do anyways. Don't act so surprised, Your Highness. So uh, everyone knows that the ticket prices went up all over. For, Whoa! No way for the park. Uh oh. Annual pass holders. No. Parking. Not possible. Which, which is really crazy because not possible. Every time parking goes up, it's always a dollar. Now it went up five dollars. Wasn't it twenty two? No. That was. 20. I thought it was already it was close to twenty five. No. I thought it was twenty two, but. No, it was, no. Tw- it was 20 because Knott's was 19, and I was like, hey, Disney was 20. Wasn't Universal already over 20? I believe so. Okay. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. So, uh, yeah, Disneyland parking is now $25. Oof. Yeah, so all the ticket prices went up. 
not going over all the prices and everything because you guys should have seen that already. Max Pass went up to fifteen dollars. That's we. That's been long overdue. That yeah, part. we've been saying that that's what's. Going yeah, to that's actually that's probably the one that Lena went went up the least of what we would have expected. Uh, there there was a clear attack, uh, a war, if you will, on pass holders with the with this new announcement. I mean, I'm sure it's not, sure it's not as, as big of a deal as the war on Christmas <laughs> or or any of that stuff. But uh, there was definitely Disney declared war on pass holders with up to a 25% increase in annual passes. And, uh, well, increase I mean... Increase in the like, number uh, of passes? What? No, the price. Uh, We're talking about prices, Tim. Well, you said 25% increase in the in the, in the number. Passes. In the number. Right. The price. I think that the reason that the Signature Plus went up an extra $100 is the the Max Pass inclusion of that for that. Wow. <laughs> because they're they're figuring that you're getting X it's, number of days of Max Pass, which makes the value that much better. What they basically did was tell all of the Signature Plus is that all they basically did was say you're not getting Max Pass for free anymore. You're yeah. basically paying a hundred dollars for Max Pass. Right. So you could Signature Plus Pass members can say what they want, say all they want that Max Pass is included. You're essentially paying for Max Pass. You're not getting it with your pass anymore because of how much they raised it. They essentially raised it to counter the fact that you're getting it with it. Yeah. I mean, I would have been like, well, can I just get the Signature Plus without Max Pass for for the $100 less? Well, the question is... I guess at that point it's like, well, I guess you're getting the... I guess get the Signature then. Here's the real question. You know, we had Signature Plus. I used the Max Pass a few times. I uh, Probably more than a few times, but point being that we didn't go not one time during the holidays it just a bunch of shit came up and we just ended up not going for that you know it was like the 22nd through the 7th or the 6th or whatever and uh you know we paid that extra whatever it was 150 200 more for not much you know again for just the max pass basically which you can add which i could have added for less money to the lower pass I don't know. I, you know, I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on the price increases. If there's anything else, but I, there was there was some stuff that I was thinking about that, at least for my thought process, is new. I had always just said, kind of screw it. It is. It costs what it costs. I want the access, and I, you know, I want to be able to go without any restriction. So I'm going to pay whatever it is that it is necessary to pay. But I've started thinking about it in a little bit of a different way. So. I don't know. I also saw one post that I thought summed up the thoughts pretty good as well that I took a screenshot of. I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts that are different than every other year? No, like I said, the whole thing with the Max Pass, it just seems like they're basically trying to they're trying to recoup Max Pass. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last year that Max Pass is included with uh, Signature Plus. As far as and a, that they're made, they're basically they're grandfather people. I'm sure they're, ma- they're the new. well, yeah. They, of course, they would grandfather you in. But they're making you pay an extra hundred dollars to get grandfathered in to Max Pass included with Plus is basically what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that Max Pass next year is going to be become separate, and you're going and everybody's going to have to pay extra to have it added to the pass. Unless you've for, already had. Well, it. yeah, obviously, unless you're already grandfathered in. I think at some point too that they may even figure out a way to get out of the uh, parking. The no, I think the parking will always be there, at least with the signature plus. They may try to get out of it eventually with the signature. Uh, I think at some point they're probably going to try and get out of the grandfathered-in uh, photo pass on the signature. They already tried to do that with that whole 
little bull crap they were trying to pull where it was disappearing from people's passes, remember? Yeah. And you had to go through a whole rigmarole. I think they were secretly trying to get people to get to, to lose it and that people wouldn't notice. Mm. And how many people did, probably didn't notice that they wouldn't have seen they didn't have photo pass? Just don't even use it. Right, exactly. So it's like they're really they're not losing anything by the people that aren't using it. I don't know. It's going to continue to happen. And you know, I mean, I'm just my my whole thing is I just I'm really just sick and tired of the people complaining about it. It's just like, what are you even complaining about anymore? Are you seriously complaining about something that happens almost on cue, maybe? A plus or minus two or three months, but it happens on cue every single year. Are you seriously well, here's complaining question, about something? Let me finish. It? Something about, I mean, are you seriously complaining about something that literally happens every single year? And are you literally complaining and accusing Disneyland of trying to be greedy and of trying to uh, be gouge everybody when and trying to cater only to the rich? Because, you know, you see all the people who say, well, Disneyland's only for the rich now. But you go to the park and stand in the park for five minutes, and you're you'll quickly learn that there's definitely not the rich people there. No, just look at the clothes. Just before uh, you get to your comment, do you want to read? This is a comment we uh, had on Mousepire that uh, goes to what he just said. As person says, not renewing our family passes, they expire in May. The new greedy management at Disneyland is. Ruining the park. Well, I mean, uh, there's, not, the, there's not new management. It's yeah, pretty much the I same commented, group of people. I commented on that, and I don't know if they ever responded. They probably didn't. I said, uh, who exactly is this quote-unquote new management that you speak of? Because, I mean, other than having, like, a revolving door of presidents, Disney, Disneyland is basically run the same way it's, it's always been run. They said the, the answer to your question said, greed, fact. That's not an answer to my question. That's not... Greed is not a new uh, management. Greed is just... Oh, maybe that's the name of their management company. Oh, yeah. Greed Facts. <laughs> there you go. No, they must be owned by PolitiFact. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got there, Tim? This is a, a photographer that posts in a lot of the groups. He's not, he's not local, but lives in California. He says, my pass went from 369 to 399 which based on my 21 average days per year means it went up about $17.50 per day from $17.50 to $19 per day. Still the best is that deal. The cheapest on the pass. Planet. Yeah. Oh. For any local that has, uh, for any local that has to um, buy one of the most two expensive passes, you're still better off than I am because you Parking. you get to go more. There will be a lot of whining today because of because of this. But come on, get a grip, people. As long as you live on this earth, prices are going to go up for everything. My. I'm sure people's cell phones, cable, internet bills, satellite bills go up every year too, but people always find a way to pay for them because they're a priority. I've been a pass holder since 2005, and I plan on being one for a very long time as long as I'm healthy enough to go. So the response to that was a woman that said, uh, that's awesome for you, but some of us can't get that SoCal Select Pass, which, by the way, by the price you stated, I assume is what you have. As much as I love and treasure Disneyland, the tickets and passes are getting to be too expensive especially when I think of my future family. I want my children to grow up going to the parks just like I did. I was a pass holder for many years, but depending on other costs of living, it might not be feasible. $7.99 or more multiplied by three, four, or five people adds up very quickly. Uh, So George responds and says, uh, you are right about which pass I have. I'm not sure, though, where you live, but any L.A. local... Um, would get to sleep in their own bed, still has it cheaper, even with the thirteen ninety nine pass. 
uh, or the $1,400 signature plus, he means. Um, staying at a Motel 6, I paid them at least $1,400 for all of my visits last year. A local, instead of visiting 21 days, could visit 100 or even 200 days out of the year um, and get that per day cost way down. I hate price increases just as much as everyone else, um, but I understand them better than most. Disney's a business, and they have a crowd problem with record attendance every single year. If they did the opposite and cut prices down or cut prices in half, the problem would only get worse. And I don't know if and you can say it better. That's, the, that's basically the point, and that's why I just... I. I can't, I, sometimes I feel like these people that complain about the prices and complain about Disney being greedy and complain about, uh, you know, just that, how the, the, the prices are just getting higher and higher and that being greed. They're just, I don't, I, I feel like those people don't never go, aren't never at the park. They don't see how crowded the park is consistently. A lot since of them don't. They couldn't. They, they haven't, they can't see how consistently that the park is. And we've, we've talked about this since the very first episode of this podcast. How the park, how the how the how the uh, how the park has not has been consistently busy since end of May of 2015. Right, we have not had a true off season yeah. random, since random days, but that's it. We haven't had a true off season since spring of 2015. Saturdays in April were really low attended. <laughs> so I mean, I just I don't understand how you how you how you uh, people can be so. So freaking entitled that you could think that uh, that you know there's plenty of people who who make you know sure they're they're probably they're probably spending out of their means to go to Disneyland. Yeah, that's how I say. That's why I say you go to Disneyland for stand there for five minutes and you'll realize that only the rich aren't going to Disneyland. Anybody who can save up money can go to Disneyland and make a trip of it. All it is is these people are making it a priority for themselves. If anything, if anything, the new the new ticket pricing is giving priority to people who are visiting because the prices of visiting people did not go up as much as prices of pass holders. And that's why I made the joke that there's a war on pass holders because uh, clearly Disneyland is showing that the priority to them is the non-pass holders, which, you know, to be honest, what what, what did you really freaking expect? Now, here's a comment saying... This is how they would try to fix their crowd issues. So they need to start charging for children under three and twenty dollars for single strollers, thirty for double, ban anything beyond that, and cap it at five hundred strollers per park period. We'll all agree with that. Crowd issue solved. <laughs> well, yeah, because you could probably get in if you were to limit the number of strollers or the size of strollers, uh, like completely. Uh, the number of people that you could probably get into the park extra because of it would be uh... based on space, yes. But what these people and I think even you guys don't or uh, don't understand is that the the capacity of the park is based on what the fire marshal allows in. It has nothing to do with strollers. It's it's number of people based on no, square but the strollers footage, number of the attractions and number of employees. The on strollers the exacerbates. Yes, totally, you. totally agree that it makes the park more. If you were to take the same amount of people in Disneyland on a on a regular busy day and take every single stroller out of the park, you don't think that the people ever it would look like Knoxbury Farm. It would be. Well, I don't know if it would look like that dead, but it would be. People mean, would be walking I, about I much more comfortably. I, I don't mean dead, but uh, less strollers. Right. It, it would, would increase the comfort level in the park. Right. But it wouldn't mean that they could put more people in. Oh no! Well, no. Any time you could increase the comfort level, you could probably put more people in. 
No, but, based not according to the fire marshal. Well, the, the limit is what the limit is. Right. I mean, uh, we don't know how exact that is, the fire marshal is anyways, but... I mean, I've, I've done events for a long time, and capacity, no matter where you are in California, is based on three or four main factors. Square footage, a number of employees on staff that can assist in, in a case of an issue... You would think that the employees would go against capacity, but they actually, the more people you have working... Well, also keep in mind that we're basically have. on the verge of capacity being raised by over 10,000 guests. So. Yeah, they're saying like ten or 15,000 yeah, people. Yeah, so I mean... But, and then the last thing is how many attractions are running so they can... Yeah, we went people. over this a We've done that. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about this a lot. All right, next comment. Uh, Disneyland is overrated. I would never pay that kind of money for an annual pass. But yet they're following our page. I don't understand that either. And I'm like, why are you on my page? If why are you here if Disneyland's overrated? Bye. Get the... Uh, to the point Anthony says, it, hap- it happens every year. Why do people act surprised? <laughs> I was only surprised about when. Um, yeah, know, the we've win talked is... about We've talked about consistency before. I have a saying that I was brought up with, which is inconsistency brings mistrust or breeds mistrust. When you don't do things consistency, people are less likely to trust you. I wish that they would just pick a a time of the year, you know, a a month. And then every year we know that that's the month the ticket prices go up and they go up by about the same amount every year. So people can plan for it to have last year's increase be $50 and this year's increase be $250. Again, it's inconsistency. It's also, I think, the fact that they did it really early January this year is so that if they want to do another one in late in early June, that they can. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's very likely that they could raise the prices yet again before uh, before Galaxy's Edge opens. I don't, and think that's so. why they did it first of the year, so that I don't think if so. they wanted to, they could. I don't think so. Or even after it opens, that's entirely possible. But I mean, I don't think. I think this is it for this year. Uh, if we do get another price there was, increase, there was two of them, maybe not last year, but the year before. No, they were separated. One was uh, the tickets, one part of the year, and then the annual passes were raised. Like separate. Uh, they were separate. It was like February and November, right? Yes. The, I think the passes were raised in November because it was when they restructured. They got rid of the premium and went to the signature. Yeah. Now this one's funny. Anyone complain about the price of their iPhone? <laughs> or ridiculous satellite cable bill. Disney is not a nonprofit. People, <laughs> no one is forcing anyone to buy a passport. Budget and buy what you can't afford. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I I, I waited I waited what almost three years with an iPhone six plus before I finally get the ten S Max this year. And I waited until the screen broke, and I had to get a new. Was like literally had to buy the new. I phone. mean, I mean, it comes down to live with your in your within your means, folks. I mean, if you're one of those people. That uh, if you're one of those people that lives paycheck, paycheck, but you're driving around with a Mercedes, well, you're probably one of the people making a stupid comment. But yeah, uh, I will say, but, that the three I mean, them. I'll tell you right now that if they ever get rid of the the payments plans, I'll probably never have a pass again. That that's just straight out. If they or ever get rid of the, get a credit card just for that, or you'd have to get a credit card just for that. Yeah. So I mean, I'll I'll say that straight out. I mean, and there's people that are calling for that. And you know what? If it, to be honest, if they did get rid of that, it would extremely help. And I'm I think that. You know, we've talked about it before, and we've gone through what the we think the level of uh, of extremeness is. That I'm still, I think we're getting close. That That's if this the last straw, if this, that is the last straw, but we're getting close to the last straw with how much this price increase was. If it doesn't help, and it's like totally stupid this uh, this coming summer, then 
that's the next step is they'll get rid of in 2012 they'll get rid of the passes everybody or they get rid of the payments everybody went nuts when they raised the price for the premium 150 dollars it went up to 700 bucks and it was like whoa what the heck's going on here or six maybe 649 but it had been 499 before that oh yeah but then it go back down wasn't that the one where I got uh, my no, pass, they, right? They added another month. They give you a free month. No, that was two years later. Because uh, I think that I, I know you. I remember what you said. That was in two thousand and it began in two thousand fourteen. I don't remember when the I, rem, I remember the pass went up a, a big number, but then they went back down and they were like giving you refunds That's or. Dirty. Well, you're talking about in two thousand when DCA opened. No, they did that when DCA opened. They, no. they charged a hundred dollars extra, and then they realized nobody was going. Right, so they gave right, you yeah. they gave you either six months free or refunded you. Yeah, bucks. yeah, that was I think that's what I'm talking about. All right, so we're gonna wrap up with these comments real quick. I just want to say that most of these comments are people saying that, oh well, they're gonna get rid of the pass and they're gonna go to Knoxbury Farm because you can get all this for eighty bucks and this and this and that. Um, that's cool and everything. I have a pass to Knots. I like going there and just chilling and everything. But uh, those people who are saying that they're gonna go to Knots. You guys are going to be like, damn! I wish I was at Disneyland. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm about as diehard Disney as it gets. But as I get a little older, it's less that I'm able to make it there. And you know, when I was in my 20s, early 30s, you know, I could go three times a week easily and spend you know more than six or eight hours. Sometimes I don't have the ability to do that as much as I did. And I think everybody can say they get busier as you know as they get older and family and relationships and so on. After, you know, what I just read from that photographer, you know, I, I started thinking about really what are we, what am I paying for every time that I go? And that's, that's when I started thinking about it a little bit differently. It's, you know, I did the math. If we go once a week, plus maybe a few extra days a year, maybe 60 days a year, you're still paying almost uh 20 something bucks a month. It's like, 52 days a year is $26 a month. 75 days a year is like $21 a month. Or excuse me, not a month, per visit. Well, then, so then, The last time I did the math, I was paying in 2012 or 13. I was going like three days a week and paying 700 bucks a month or a year. And it was like $6 a visit that I was paying. That's a big increase. You add me and Elizabeth together at, say, 25 bucks each plus maybe $10 and, you know, we get a coffee and some uh, scones or something at the Starbucks or whatever, you know, or a churro or whatever. You're a scone. You're at 60 bucks for the two of us every single time we walk in the gates a month, you know, if we go once a week or once a week plus a few days. It's a lot of money. And it's a, she, she said, what, where could we go on vacation if we just didn't go to Disneyland? Yeah, and that brings me to my next point, and a lot of people are uh, are are, right, are rightfully saying now that I mean you're getting to the point with the pass, especially like the uh, either of the two signature passes, well over a thousand dollars, and you're getting to the point where uh, you might have to start being like, I could just go on a vacation to a really nice place rather than getting my pass this year. Maybe you know, I'd be like, oh, maybe I just won't get my pass this year, and I'll go on a trip to Yellowstone. Before the government decides to shut it down, it's already shut it down right shut now. Down. But before the design, shut down before and the are crapping everywhere, before the government totally ruins our natural uh, wonders, you know, maybe somebody it would be good for somebody to take a year off of their annual pass and take a trip to Yellowstone or to uh, Grand to Grand Canyon or to any other national parks that nobody's ever been that nobody's been to, or maybe Delaware. Yeah, or 
Delaware. We're in Delaware. <laughs> what's the what's a Delaware? So I mean, you know, or or cruise. I mean, for the price of a for the price of a uh, for a uh, for a signature plus, you can almost go on a cruise. That's true. So I mean, one, one person, yeah, you could. 14, yeah, that's what I mean. Bucks. Yeah, that's what I mean. On a, you can go on a Disney cruise. So I mean, so we're we're yeah we're seriously at the point where it's like, well, I mean, do you give up Disneyland for a year for one awesome vacation, Hawaii even, or even you've made up the point the the how cheap it is to go to Hong Kong or oh, Singapore, super cheap. Take all the money that you're going to use to have an annual pass and go to one of those places and have a and have a have a wonderful new family vacation rather than just the same old thing with uh, with Disneyland. Disneyland's not going anywhere. If Disneyland can go a year without you having an annual pass, Disneyland can go a year without me having an annual pass. It can go a year without any of us having annual passes, and it'll still be there. But you won't always have the chance to go to other places. You know, something so, somebody So, I mean, use up. this as an opportunity that if you're one of those people that's truly that hurt by the price increases and everything, use this take as an break. opportunity to take a break and go someplace nice. But do it. Don't take a break and just spend that money right. on a couple extra Christmas presents or, you know, a little nicer car. I mean, go somewhere, do something. Yeah, do something. something. Like I said, go to our national... Once the government hopefully eventually reopens, go to our national parks, enjoy them before uh, our government gives them away to uh, coal mining. All right, last uh, comment here I want to read. It says, y'all, bunch of complainers. Yes, this place is crowded. Yes, your situation may be different than mine. However, if you visit during peak hours, expect it to be crowded. I never go until 6 p.m. or 7 p.m., and only go on Sundays and Mondays. We never have issues getting on any rides. And for the amount of time that we go, we get our money's worth. Instead of buying food in the park, bring your own food in a backpack. If you can't afford parking, have everyone pitch $5, pitch in $5. Or make sure one person in your group has, has the pass that includes the parking. It really isn't that bad. I'm actually happy about this because more of you f- keep falling off yeah. the wagon and I'm enjoying the park more. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens every time, though, is that, you know, a bunch of people drop off. But then a bunch of these, I hate to say the noob fans, the the people that are just, you know, like it's the cool thing to do right now. They seem to jump on. I think they're even more annoying than the people that are dropping off. Do you think that if they put in different types of ticketing that could be successful how like a ticket that is um let's say i'm going to stop you right there i'm going to say right now that the only type of ticket that would appeal to anybody would be a ticket that if you pay less to not have star wars included what i meant was like a ticket that didn't include attractions you just had access to the park and to come eat we, I, I, you know what? I, would, I totally wouldn't anything. be opposed if we, if they went back to the original ticketing. Oh yeah, system. If we went just back to a flat rate for entrance, and then you pay by attraction. Yeah. It. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say, that. hate to say. I mean, and it seems like you know, for those who aren't, you know, as you know, I mean, we're barely old enough to remember. I don't even remember, uh, ticketing, ticketing, because I'm barely that you know, not old enough to remember that. So, uh, Michael Eisner was the one who ordered that. And he was basically, uh, a genius that when he first came in, 
he he basically ordered that the uh the change in the ticketing that was all him yeah and uh it was basically genius because he basically made it that no matter what you do in the park you're going to pay the same amount of money mm-hmm. rather than people who uh you know cuz you know if you get down to it your your annual pass holders would be people that would never spend money on attraction tickets, so they're not going to make as much money on your annual pass holders, and then uh, you would just have that much more, more people in the park just wandering around, not going on rides. So, it just as much as it would be nice for them to go back to that, and it would be fantastic, I just I don't think it would happen because then you would have that many more just what you would call uh, squatters. <laughs> I'd love to be a squatter, and that and it, that's basically what all APs would become would be squatters. The other option I was thinking about is a pass that gives you X number of visits per year or per month to use, like uh, kind of like the SoCal mo- Select. No, <laughs> exactly. I mean, um, like the AMC Stubbs A list package. So you, you want get, to be able to go to three times a month? Uh, if they said you can go, here's a pass that allows you three visits in January, three visits in February, three visits in March. In April, you get two. Uh, the summer months, or you know, whatever you get, you know, one. I mean, this it's not month, it, one in that month, and then you. It, it sounds cool, but they'll never do anything like that. I don't. They're not creative enough to come up with that. Or just first two, of all. or just two a month. And the thing with that is, you could charge less, but still a fair amount for it. You get these twenty-four visits a year or whatever. Then a lot of people, just like a gym membership or just like the Stubbs A list, are not going to end up using it, and they're going to be able to keep money but not have you show up. Uh, but it's the same kind of thing. I think, people, the, I think the biggest one... It in, would stop the people like Jeff366, for instance, that are literally going every single day. And there's a lot of them. The uh, the thing that I, like I said, is that uh, you have so many people that are, I don't like Star Wars. I don't care about Star Wars. Oh, well. <laughs> well, those people can buy a deluxe and not be able to go to um, Disneyland at all for the summer months. That's what I was all. All I was gonna saying is that if they came up with a way where you didn't, you could have a pass that doesn't include Star Wars, that that would probably appeal to a lot of people, because there's a lot of people that are like, I don't like Star Wars, and they just don't want have one. They wouldn't want to go to Star Wars, and they would be willing to pay a different price to not include Star Wars. But then you would have to have some sort of uh, other uh, turnstile or some other way to get into Star Wars. Uh, it's not impossible. Uh, I mean, there are places that do things like that where, you know, certain areas are only included in things. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. They would just have to scan your ticket on the way in. I mean, they're probably going to end up having to do some sort of return time entry for the first week or so of Star Wars Land anyway. All right, so speaking of uh, prices going up, uh, something else went up. Uh Uh-oh. And that was the D23 membership. Ooh, how much? Well, now the gold membership is ninety nine ninety nine a year, and the gold family is one twenty nine ninety nine a year. What was the old price? Uh, everything went up about twenty dollars. Yeah, well, that's not that bad. Well, it kind of is. It is. It's a lot, especially considering D twenty three membership had went up only like I think uh, three or four years ago. Because D twenty three membership, as soon as like uh, I think in two thousand fifteen, was only fifty nine dollars. I don't remember. I'll take your word for it. I remember it was a hundred. I told him it's getting to the point where I think what we what he should do is I should go in halves with him. Yeah, and uh, convert his charter membership. You should be able to convert your charter membership a to family. a fam gold family, 
uh, it'd still be a charter member. So if you did that, then we can go have these on or the. Even uh, freeways do we have to uh, fill out any kind of uh, no. adoption papers or anything? No. You just we all chip in on the same thing. And no, I think it comes with agreed. it. It's like a like a cabbage patch doll where you just <laughs> oh. put your fill in your name. Oh, okay. Do you have to put a thumbprint or footprint or anything? <laughs> so yeah, those uh, those prices went up on January first. So uh, of course they still have the complimentary one. You get the free one, but if you guys that are, doesn't get you anything. No, you don't get crap. You'll just probably get emails. <laughs> right, you and, could you could basically turn on notifications from their Twitter account. And it'd be the same thing, exactly. But uh, you do get a uh, cool renewal gift. Yeah, it's one of the coolest new renewal gifts in a while. I'd say. What they give you? It's a, well, yeah. nobody's uh, well. People have probably gotten it, but it's a cool pin set. Yeah, nice. Looks really cool. I'm uh, can't wait to get mine. Jeez, we'll bring it for show and tell. Oh, I did last time. <laughs> So, so, yeah, uh, if you guys are interested in that, just head over to, uh, what's it called, Shop Disney, and you can uh, buy your... Uh, or you can just go to d23.com and follow the links, that goes which, to will shop go to, which will take <laughs> you to shopdisney.com. Shop yeah. So you can, uh, look at all the information. you can get all the information over there. But yeah, those prices also went up. And, uh, hey, uh, speaking of prices going up, uh, there's some prices that actually went down. Whoa. Right, so for any of you that uh, went and bought the uh, advertised back in November, the holiday three-day ticket deal, well, you might be a little uh, upset to find out that they uh, they have brought back the holiday ticket deal for the same days, uh, but now it's, they have different prices and different offerings. So uh, this was released, in, uh, like you said, in November. It was released on November 20th to visit the Disneyland Resort early 2019 for $70 per day. And it's a limited, limited time ticket offer. And they advertised that um, it was going to start, uh, of course, on January 7th and go through May 23rd with blackout days, uh, which were April 20, or April 14th through April 22nd. And uh, you also, uh, this will include a one uh, magic morning and so $70 per day is uh, $210 for the three-day three ticket. And this was early, like we said, November. But it was for the same, It was for the time beginning January 7th, but you could buy the tickets back then. Yes. Well, now, as of uh, January 4th, they posted a new deal, which is basically the same deal, but they're add, well, adding on to it, but it's better. Much better. Uh, now... They've added not only they've added a three day park hopper ticket for two thirty four, which wasn't available before, but now they've just done it as a flat rate three day one par par one park per day ticket for a flat rate of one seventy nine, which comes to fifty nine dollars per day, which is eleven, uh, just under. Or you can do just four to, days. just over a, just around eleven dollars uh, cheaper than uh, with the deal that they had back in November. Uh, once again, this is still the Southern California resident. Uh, it still is the same. It includes one day of Magic Morning, right? That yeah. was the same. Uh, the ticket will be available for purchase from January 7th through May 20th. And you can use the tickets up to May 23rd, which is the day before the Friday of Memorial Day weekend. So here's my question. And it has blocked out the same blockout dates of April 14th through April 22nd that were on the previous deal. So what if you bought the previous deal? You're just screwed out of the extra money? Basically, because some that was the first comment that somebody asked within minutes of this being posted, yeah. 
and uh, they've still never answered their question. I mean, they're going to have to take it to the to the. Guest oh yeah, they would have to take it to guest services. You know, I bought uh, this deal. You said it was going to be the best deal for the thing. Now you got another deal. It's even less. It's at like, the time when this was suggested to me, before we had any idea that our ticket prices, that fast prices were going to go up, it had been suggested that you could use this as a. Uh, that you might have been able to use this. You could pay for the three day park hopper ticket, and then apply that toward a pass later on. You should always be able to do that. So you could have applied the two hundred and thirty four dollars, basically turned that into a down payment on a pass. But it's uh, usually how it works. You would have had any... to get. You would have had to cash in the pass before the before the thing started. So before the they before did the last day usually is before the, the last day. But now the tickets prices have already gone up. So uh, it kind of negates that you could still do that with the prices now but uh it, i had thought about it with the prices before they went up it had been suggested to me but that's still an option for anybody that might want to uh if you thought about getting the like i said the three-day park hopper ticket for 234 then you can later on you can uh be by by may 23rd you could turn around and on may 20 you can go on may 23rd and then use that to turn around and apply it towards a new annual pass I don't think that'd be the best idea. It's, you have to, in order to upgrade any multi-day ticket, you have to do so before the end of the day on the final day of use. So if you have a three-day ticket, you have to use it by the end of the third day. However, yeah. so if you do it the, on May twenty-third, the date that the pass starts is the day of the first use. Okay. Oh, so it would go all the way back to the first to day the of your January ticket, January or whatever day you oh, first used okay. your ticket. So if you were gonna do that, might, use as, well your get, three, might as well just get to put two thirty-four down on a pass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or Use it with use your three days and then decide at the end of the third day, like at the end in February. I mean, I'd say that now, anyways. Anybody who might consider getting the three day park proper ticket uh, for $234, unless you have a specific reason for only getting the three days, might as well just turn that $234 and put it down on a pass or or wait until like April or May to to do the or to use it the first time and the upgrade, right? Yeah, if you can wait, they say patience is. So, uh, yeah, so uh, if you guys are interested in anything like that, make sure you guys check that out. Patience, young Padawan. While we're on ticket prices, I just because I was in a discussion with somebody recently, the military deal for this year is uh, 178 for three days or 198 for four days, and they give them um, – they can use the tickets – they can use those four visits anytime throughout the year except for the 10 days surrounding spring break in April and the two weeks surrounding Christmas and New Year's, basically the signature blockout period. Uh, they also get the opportunity to buy the Magic Maker, the photo pass uh, package, I think for like 59, 49 or $59. I'll make your magic. Whoa. And don't forget, uh, the person who uh, bought the tickets has to be there the first day you use those tickets. Yeah. Sometimes they, on the later days, too, if they're going to be really strict about it. So uh, make sure that person's there and because they have to show military ID. And if that person is not there, you are not getting in. Bye. Yeah, so depending on how strict they are at the ticket booth, they may require that they're there at the at least at the start of every day. Now, this is funny because during this Christmas season, when we had the two weeks of blockouts for, you know, the signature. There was a lot of people trying to come in during those two weeks. I don't understand if you're a pass holder, you don't know that these two weeks are blocked for Christmas and New Year's Eve and New Year's, right? So there was tons of people who were trying to come in and getting denied. And of course, 
they're getting mad about it because they can't come in and like I was been like, are you stupid? You should have already known this. That's just their fault for not checking the block out calendar. No, it's their fault for being stupid. I mean, how do you not know? It is their fault for being stupid because that's the main thing. You know, how do you not know? I mean, how do you get a pass? How freaking ignorant do you have to be? It's different with the deluxe. I'm going to say, if you had deluxe or SoCal or something, and you they you know those days shuffle sometimes, or maybe you miss misread one. But as far as those two passes, signature and signature signature plus, plus, if you have a signature. How do you not know it's, the two weeks it's only the freaking two weeks? It's yeah. just two weeks in the whole year for now. We don't even mention the fact that I still think that they're going to add on blockouts to... Uh, they're going to block out the first month. I think they're still going to add on blockouts to the signature. And, uh, I mean, you can quote me on that shit because that shit's going to happen. Even if it's not this year, it's going to be next time that they raise the price on the passes or something, they're going to add blockouts they don't, they don't even need to do it when they raise the price. If they decide that, that... I wouldn't even be surprised. I'll put it to you, as Kirk used to say, I'll put it to you that eventually there will be a pass that will have blackout. There will not be a pl- pass with no blackout. I don't know about that, but... I'll put it to you that eventually New Year's will be I'm blocked gonna... out for everybody. That There will be no pass that doesn't have a blockout. Because... I don't think they could fill the park without the pass holders. <laughs> You're still oh, talking half, poor, the, half cute, the people poor, are there. Poor, are still cute little Tim. You're poor, still, cute little Tim. Half the people there are still pass holders anyway you slice That's it. Cute. That's anyway cute. Anyway you slice it. That's cute. They want the park full. Oh, the park days. would be full. Plenty full. New Year's didn't hit capacity. Not this year, but the year before New Year's didn't hit capacity. What about this year? Nope. Yeah, it didn't hit capacity at all. They don't they want sudden, capacity, though. They don't want that. Yeah, they do. They want the park no, they to don't. be as busy as possible every day. They want the park to be as busy as possible. They don't want capacity. Well, that's as busy as possible, isn't it? Well. What do you think? Well, I think that the capacity just rose uh, a little bit more because uh, the Tropical Highway opened up. Yep. It can probably fit 28 raised... more people. Yep. No, <laughs> capacity ro- no, it's bigger than that. Capacity yeah. rose by at least 45. Yeah, probably about 45. But, uh, yeah, it opened during that uh, what we told you it was going to open. And uh, was, I went over there, and I got some uh, Dole Whip going on. How was it? I was yummy. Was I had, Dole Whip delicious? Well, the first time I went, I got the raspberry orange. Mm. It's pretty good. How was that compared to the orange raspberry? Because that's what I got the second time. I got the orange raspberry the second time. So were they the same? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you this. They were both good. I'll guarantee that he was trying to fool me the second time. <laughs> did, did you get anything else? Just those? I got... um. The spork. Oh, Which, are you going to collect all four? I, they're, they're a series. Yeah, apparently. I know, I know, and um, uh, I probably will. Are probably they gone will. already? No, no, they're no. still there. In Surprisingly, droves. they'll probably end up at company D. Uh, the uh, you didn't try the lumpia? No, I did. It seems like something, but it's pineapple, so it's yeah. You tried it? I didn't get any Dole whips. Wait, are we on? We were no, 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 no. We'll, we'll get to. What we're you not there yet. Later. We're not there we'll yet. Wait, we'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait to that. But yeah, it opened up. It was pretty cool. Uh, uh, did there seem to be plenty of seating? Did you ever go by there and there was seating was completely full? Uh, we went. Does it seem to be com- consistently completely full? Or okay, well, the first time I went, it was full, and um, uh, I was there with Michael the Mill guy, I believe. Basically, Whoa. my question is: Does it have potential for a hangout? Yes, it does. Like does it? at a non-peak time, yeah. Right. I mean, is there potential for it to be the new alcove? No, no, because I'm just gonna say the it's, it's kind of like going to Tomorrowland Terrence and and being up on top. 
Oh, it's like that. Yes, but people don't at, stay for very long, but, but they do sit. But, but we hardly ever get seating up top. But at night, I would say yes. Okay, because at night we were just there kicking it, and um, yeah, so yeah I, I would want to be like after seven p.m. just to be able to go yeah. over there and kick it, like we used to do at Tomorrow Lanterns. But I would rather do it over there because it's prettier and it's peaceful yeah. and birds. Who's and... this Terrence guy you keep talking about? We talked about that a long time ago. Yeah. Too. So um, yeah, it was pretty cool. And Philip. Yes. I would say that if people are like lining up or not lining up, uh, grabbing their spot for Fantasmic and and the fireworks and stuff, that that area, just like any night, is going to be a little bit more dead. And it could be just a cool place to sit and hang. Now, if you guys haven't been there, uh, it's pretty simple. Just go ahead and uh, you can just go and get your Dole Whips or whatever they have there in that Dole Whip area. Right next to that, you just walk down, is on the bow stuff they have so if you don't want to whip you just go over to the ball bow area if you just want to whip you go to the whip area and then you'll proceed going down to the right to the registers to pay so it's not like a line you have to wait for people you just get what you get and then you go pay oh so it's like cafeteria style yeah it's like, oh. the, like the pizza port pizza plan interesting yes you'll just go over there and just pay so you don't have to sit there and wait for the next person to move like in front of you just go pay so Bye. it's pretty easy I uh, went there, like I said, three times already, so it's pretty cool. I like it. Now, have you went over to check to see what the process at the other, the original Dole Whip stand is? No, I haven't checked that yet. Because, you know, obviously we want to establish whether they're still allowing people to just walk in there and get shit from there, or whether they're limiting only people who are waiting for the attraction to go in there. And I assume well, that the, no, I no, assume no, no. That the, the, the... The back area is for uh, uh, mobile ordering. The back area. When you go inside the to the tea room waiting area, uh-huh. that's mobile ordering. That's where you pick up. Oh, so they still have that there? Yeah. Oh, I would have thought they would have moved that over to the other side, no, too. No, there's no mobile ordering over there. Oh. It's just a uh, just, uh, regular. So you can't room. just walk up and order anymore at all at the one by tea room? Yeah, on the outside. Oh, so you could still walk up on the outside? But yeah. not on the inside. Yeah. The well, in- see, that doesn't make any sense to me. It defeats the whole purpose of why I thought they were moving the tea, right. the Dole Whip, to the to the hideaway was so that way you'd have those people off of the walkway. I thought they would switch And it makes absolutely inside. no sense to have people still on the outside when well, you should have been able to eliminate can, that. Technically, they can move that anytime they want. Though. Well, they can, but I just it, it makes They're no sense. They're just serving the regular stuff. They don't have the raspberry and all that. Other I know, but too. it just makes no sense. It's like it, you might as well have put all the Dole Whip over into Tropical Hideaway because otherwise, I thought the whole point of a lot of doing this, doing a lot of this stuff is to get rid of to open up Walkways. Well, you're not opening up a walkway at the entrance to, to Adventureland if you're not getting rid of that that Dole Whip line. Hey, did you uh, hear uh, Mickey's turning ninety? No way. Uh, no. I uh, wait. Pretty sure that he's going to be ninety-one this year. Oh, then why are we celebrating him turning ninety? Because they're late. Because uh. they missed his birthday. I was there. They didn't know about his birthday until the last minute, and they forgot to celebrate him a party. And uh, so they're going to give him the party this year, apparently, because uh, even though his birthday was last year. I don't get it. Anyway, yeah, so uh, Mickey 90 celebration is going to be going on. As they say, hashtag get your ears on. Um, And uh, they released a lot of merchandise, but... uh, yeah, I don't know what they released. I've seen something. Something looked pretty cool. Uh, you know what? I saw a uh, Wonder 
Wonder Bread Spirit jersey that came out yesterday. Wonder Bread? Yeah. You didn't what see is that? It? What does it say on it? Wonder Bread. You didn't you didn't see it? No. <laughs> I missed it. All right, stand by. Oh, it just <laughs> looks like Wonder Bread. That's funny. That cool. is Wonder Bread. <laughs> That's sure. Wonder Bread right there. So yeah, this Wonder Bread <laughs> looking uh, spirit jersey, whatever they call them, came out yesterday. You guys send me that picture. Uh the cool thing about it is the D has a mini on there. So that's pretty cool on the front. So I don't know. A lot of. Because, uh, you know, it is her birthday, too. Yes, it is. And uh, a lot of uh, stuff came out. I guess there's some donut ears coming out. I know one came out today at the Emporium. But I'm not interested in all that. I don't care about all that hoopla. The one thing I wanted to bring up was the fact that uh, Monorail Blue has a new rap on there. It's Mickey. Yes, Mickey Mouse is on Monorail Blue now. And that's what I assume is the first of uh, multiple raps I assume to be replacing the old uh, Pixar raps that we had before. Yes, so it uh, be interesting to see uh, what's coming up next and uh, what other... It would be nice to have Minnie on one of them, maybe Monorail Red. Or maybe a Steamboat Willie on one as well. Hey, well hey, that would be pretty cool. That would be really, really cool. Yeah, speaking of Speedball, really real quick, we did get, after uh, telling you guys last time on our podcast, uh, some details about the upcoming uh, new fireworks uh, in, uh, or laser show, at least, protection and laser show uh, with sometimes fireworks. <laughs> uh, we could give you some details about that. Well, we got details now that uh, Sensational is uh, getting some testing and stuff going on, including uh, confirmation because we knew that uh, they told us that there would be the new uh, Mickey float will be leading sensational. Yeah. And uh, that is confirmed by the fact that I've heard that the sound does start with some Steamboat Willie stuff at the beginning. So uh, there's definitely a lot of emphasis on the Steamboat Willie uh, since we also know from uh, the other uh, report that uh, Steamboat Willie starts out the the projection show as well. So, Well, you should. That's pretty cool. Maybe it's a Steamboat Willie float? I would assume that it's a brand new float that has been added, yeah, for the new for the upcoming Return of Sensational. I wonder if he's going to be playing the drums on that float. <laughs> on the Steamboat? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. He turned his uh, the wheel into a drum. <laughs> that'd be really, really cool. Turn the wheel into a drum. Whoa, he's standing there, he's standing there like the dudes banging on them big old drums. He's all like, Whoa. How's that go again? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, new rap on Monorail Blue, a whole bunch of new merchandise in the stores. So, yeah, go check that out. I'll open up that wallet because they did announce that they were going to have a uh, pass holder event on this past Monday where pass holders had to wake up about 4 o'clock in the morning and get down to the store you know, in uh, downtown Disney because they were going to open at 6.30 a.m. So you can go do your shopping and get all the first-come, first-served type of merchandise. And then it opened up to regular people at 7.30, so. At World of Disney? Yeah, that was just Monday. I don't know how I missed that. Oh, I'm surprised you did, because I did post it. So, yeah, you can go check out all the new merchandise and go open your wallets and see, uh, uh, you know, what you want. And um, we're going to be celebrating Mickey this year. Again. The whole year. I don't know how long. (laughs) Till Christmas? Wow. I think that uh, it's like, in politics, how you bring up something to distract from something else. Yeah. Uh, Mickey's birthday is clearly just a distraction from Galaxy's Edge. Is that a Mickey filibuster? Yes. 
Yeah, that's definitely more like a wag the mouse. Are you hungry? Well, they are. It's time for Fat Time in the Parks. Fat Time, little vest. Did it sh- did your coat shrink? Fat Time, little diaper. Whoa. Well, I don't know, in honor of the New Year's baby. Oh, okay, okay. Or something. I, I got it. New Year's baby? Uh, every year. So, hey, we have some fat time to talk about, but uh, before we get to actually fat time in the parks, we're going to get to some fat time Christmas edition holiday yumminess because Wreck-It Rachel sent us, sent us some cookies. Yeah, she did. And, um, you didn't get any cookies. Oh, oh, she didn't have your email. Damn. Because wow. you, you don't give that out, remember? So anyway, she said uh, Anthony and I have some cookies, and I believe she was going to email... Dan, the mailman is. <laughs> but uh, hey, uh, I, I liked them; they're really good. Hey, so let me tell you, I got, uh, I hear the, I hear the, uh, the mailman drop a package, right? And I go out there, and I'm like, well, I'm not expecting any packages. I, I was on the verge of making an Amazon order, which I would have expected packages, but I hadn't done it yet. So I'm like, I'm not expecting anything. And I look at this package; it says, just says, it says from Rachel so and so. I'm like, well, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I take the package to the house. I'm shaking it. It sounds weird. He thinks it's it sounds anthrax. like it, it sounds like a bunch of broken anthrax. <laughs> and um, so I take it in and I open it up, and then there's this tray, and it says "Happy New Year" or "Merry Christmas" or whatever it said on it. And I'm like, I still have no clue. And then there's a note, so I open the note, and I'm like, and uh, it says. Uh, I hope you enjoy my cookies. And then immediately I was like, oh, the cookies. <laughs> so, yeah. So I didn't tell Anthony he was getting cookies. No, I mean, and I uh, it had been discussed on the podcast, but clearly I had really, hadn't really been paying attention when she had discussed sending us cookies. Welcome to my world. Because, I mean, I don't, I'm like, well, how the hell did this person get my address, first of all? And I'm like, uh, Rachel who? <laughs> Like, who's sending me this stuff? Has this got stuff in it? <laughs> it's a bomb. So, yes, you sent cookies. Uh, yeah, they're poison. Give them to me. Did you? Do you have a list of what's on their cookies or what cookies? Uh, she itemized. Yes, wow. so I want, I don't have my list. So. Yes, uh, she itemized what was inside. Uh, stupid post office. No, that's not what was inside, but that's why the cookies were apparently late. Uh, cho- there was a just there was a uh, plain old like a rather large chocolate chip cookie. There was gingerbread trees with a lemon icing. Those were really good. There was an almond biscotti. Mm. I don't like almond or biscotti, so I gave that to Rebecca, and she ate that. She said it was good. I don't like biscotti; it's too hard. Uh, gingerbread oatmeal that was very yummy, and then the thumbprints, which I filled with uh, some blackberry. Uh, jelly from uh, from uh, Cracker Barrel. Oh. So I uh, stepping it up with the Cracker Barrel. It's been uh, going to Cracker Barrel without us. Wow. No, no, no. I had it in the fridge from when we went to Cracker Barrel in Vegas. Oh, that one. It was just you know. But yeah, he went, he went there without us. Yeah, I went. I went there without you that time. But uh, so I filled the thumbprints with the uh, with the, the with the jelly, the jam from uh, the blackberry jam from Cracker Barrel, uh, which was really yummy. What's a thumbprint? It's the uh, it's. A cookie with a dent in it's it. It's a like cookie a, with a you put a oh. dent in it and you either preserves. you can either put jelly in there and cook it with the jelly in it. Like she has a recipe for a peanut butter cookie that she does with, with no, the peanut butter in pig, peanut butter dollop in it. Yeah. You know, no no no. It's or a peanut butter and jelly and you put a jelly dollop in there oh. and then you can either cook it with the jelly or you could cook it put the jelly after. 
if you want it more fresh, you like have with any her. More of these things? Did you save even one for me? No, because we didn't know that we get you didn't get one. I'm gonna cry. Oh no! I really want something green. Well, I guess Rachel, you better. Uh... I don't want your stupid grapes. So uh, I want a cookie. Rachel, uh, that's uh, we. Uh, I don't know what to say. I'm bringing cookies next week and not sharing with you. <laughs> I mean, in, in fairness, when she was probably preparing this stuff, you hadn't been on the podcast for like a month. Whatever. I'm just saying I want a cookie. <laughs> okay. How about a cracker? It has peanut butter in it. Mm, okay. Okay. I'll I can't get, even get. I can't even give you the kisses that came in with it because somebody else ate those. I still have mine. I, I don't want your kisses. They're I don't probably like... slobbery. <laughs> I just want to say that the the gingerbread trees were really good. Yeah, they were. I, I liked those. Both were... gingerbread things were good. Yes, they were my favorite. Those were my favorite. So Rachel, message me on Facebook. Tim Fresh hyphen one. I'll give you my address. You can send me goodies, and then we'll be cool again. <laughs> Wreck it, Rachel. We appreciate the cookies. It might be too late. Uh, by law, you're not allowed to make Christmas cookies past the fifth. It's cool. They can be Easter <laughs> cookies, uh, or like Valentine's or whatever. There you go. You want to give him some Valentine's cookies? I'm just saying, uh, you know, I drive here every week. It's not close. And I don't get anything out of it. A cookie every once in a while would be really nice. Well, uh, Diggs and I, thank you very much for yes, the uh, for the cookies, the delicious cookies. Uh, Tim's crying. Tim's crying, and uh, he's hoping that his is in the mail. Well, uh, speaking of cookies and treats. Um, you can just make mine better than theirs, and I'll just make up for it. Uh, Disney, over at Disneyland uh, Park, they are doing a um, tribute to Prince. Prince. Yeah. Because everything over there is purple. Yeah, from uh, from the uh, from the apparent the purple ears, which apparently is the uh, impetus behind this whole thing. Uh, you saw the purple ears that are coming out, right? Yes, they they're have already well, out. Uh, apparently, they are coming out with a whole line of, or they are coming out with and suggesting. I'm going to say suggesting because some of the things that they have on there have been out already. So, real quick, those are called potion purple headbands. Uh, it's a potion. The purple potion. So, uh, yes, they're uh, to in conjunction with the release of the purple potion headbands. Uh, Disney is releasing. Disneyland is releasing some uh, some uh, various treats and uh, suggesting other ones that are, have been out already that would be appropriate for you to eat and or drink with your purple potion headband. Uh, some of the notable ones that are out already are the uh, uh, aforementioned on this podcast, uh, Jungle Julep. Yes, I'm glad they kept that there. Which I'm uh, assuming that the that the reason it might be on there as a new item is that did it go away while the while the Jingle Julep was there? Probably. So we're guessing that they're using this purple as an excuse to bring it back and advertise it. Maybe. So. Yeah, but the 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 jungle julep was there before, but now it is back, presumably back again because of this purple. Uh, what else do we got? Well, real quick, this uh, all the purpleness starts on January 11th, unless that's already there, like we've said. Uh, the next one is the purple glove macaron, and uh, you can get that at Disneyland Park at Jolly Holiday. Do you have to wear gloves to eat it. Yes, uh, over at uh, Clarabelle's in um, in DCA. So uh, there's a macaron is uh, with blackberry and currant butter cream and blackberry currant jam center. That's a lot of uh, 
current going on. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's current, though. Then we have a Purple Rose. It's over at the uh, Red Rose Tavern. Real quick about the Red Rose Tavern. I just noticed this a couple of weeks ago that it actually has an actual sign there. Instead really? Of, instead of the red banner they had put huh. up, they have an actual sign there. That means it's official. It will never be. Uh, I Have uh, we seen the last of... Uh... Village House, then I I think so. So that's rest in peace, Village House. Yeah, this apparently. this purple or yeah, the, yeah, this one's called again. Yeah, this purple rose is over there. And well, it's, Village House Rose Tavern. Well, no, if now he says there's a permanent sign at Red of Red Rose Tavern, hmm. it's, that means it's no longer. It'll never be Village House again. Probably, probably not. It's probably a, a permanent thing, and we'll never see those uh, pretty beautiful uh, Pinocchio. Uh, Reliefs inside again. Probably not. All right. So this uh, purple rose is a uh, blue. Of Cairo? No. It's blue, uh, blueberry mousse with blackberry currant. With blackberry currant and lemon center. Sounds like a lot. There are also over there at the Rose Tavern is a lavender milk tea with uh, lemon popping pearls, purple whipped cream, and lavender sugar. Purple fish tacos. No, over at Zocalo. Yeah, purple tacos. That's what I'm talking about. Baja style fish tacos with purple cabbage. <laughs> That's all that makes it purple, so, uh, kids. <laughs> is that it has purple cabbage? Don't worry, it's not some weird shit. Now it does have uh, some blue corn chips, but that's not exactly unusual either. You can just go to the store and buy those. So yeah, it's uh, basically just Baja fish tacos and purple cabbage. And spicy lime aioli. I'm pretty sure this is the same fish tacos they probably had in the park before. So, uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of stuff that's returning, this gym, this Jamaica freeze. They, this is uh, where was it they had that? Cause remember, I tried it. Was that from a food and wine booth or? I don't know. Remember, I, I tried the Jamaica freeze and I didn't like it. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember where it was. Because I didn't, I said it wasn't juicy and I didn't have enough of the flavor, and it was one of those ones that were the ice. I'm pretty sure that it was food and wine that had it. So this is going to be at Zocalo, actually starting the 18th, according to this. So this one's a week later. You said the other one started on the 10th or the 11th. The 11th. So this one won't be available until a week later on the 18th. Uh, but it'll be available at uh, Rancho del Zocalo as well. Uh, like I said, if you guys missed that, uh, I got the... It, it, it's most likely the same as the one that I got that was part of Food & Wine uh, last year, I believe it was. And, uh, well, I mean, I just... If you like Jamaica, I was disappointed. <laughs> you could try it if you want, but whatever. Uh, purple Churro. Uh, we've had a Purple Churro before, but I think it was that Dark Purple Villains or the Maleficent Churro, right? We didn't have just a plain old churro that looked like this? I don't know. I, I don't know. Taro pancakes. I got nothing. I don't even know what that is. Well, real quick, the purple churro will be in Critter Country. Right. Okay, yeah. That's, it'll be. That's over at Riverbell Terrace uh, with purple chantilly cream and clam glaze. It's purple. Yeah. And, the, of course, the aforementioned jungle julep over there at Bengal Barbecue. Uh, and the only item at DCA, oh, other than I think the macaron, yeah, uh, is over at Lamplot Lounge. You can get a berry berry purple cobbler, which is a blueberry cream cheese 
with oh it's with blueberry cream cheese ice cream and topped with purple berry drizzle. Your drizzle. Uh I wish there was a picture of it. I know. Not in the main picture, is it? No. No, that's bad. <coughs> too bad. Too many too much con- too much concentration on the cool uh D- uh Disney World stuff. And then a purple cake pop. Everybody loves cake pops. It's a cake pop. There's not much really to say. Because it's purple. That's all you need to know. It's raspberry white chocolate. So it's purple. <laughs> Happy Prince. Yes. All right. So when I was over in the parks on Saturday, I uh, needed to get a little snack. So right after we got off of uh, It's a Small World, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go over to uh, the Troubadour Tavern and give me some pretzel bites. Because that's like my go-to when I don't want to eat anything else and I just did my shot. So I walked over there and they're all, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I want to get an order of pretzel bites. And I said, oh, we don't have those anymore. Bust. We have the jumbo pretzel. I said, Whoa. okay, I'll get that. You know, jumbo this, jumbo that. You just think, oh, they're just calling it a jumbo pretzel. Right. So I got that and, you know. I'm waiting for it, and then they uh, serve me my jumbo pretzel. And guess what, people? It's jumbo. Is it jumbo. It is jumbo licious. Wow. Now I did post that on the social medias. It's a big pretzel. That's a that is a big pretzel. And it's uh, I put the prices on there, but of course I forgot. But um, it comes with or without cheese. All right. It's nine something without cheese. And is it just like plain old yellow cheese, or is it more like a beer cheese? No, it's just a plain cheese. Yellow cheese. Okay. Yeah. So it's nine forty nine without cheese and nine uh, ten forty nine with the cheese. A dollar for cheese. Yes. Uh, the pretzel was really big. I actually didn't finish it because I got full. And um, my yeah. biggest uh, question with pretzels is always the same, and it's uh, one of the reasons why I don't actually like uh, pretzels. Uh, how salty was it? That's that's always my complaint is when uh, pretzels are too salty. It was probably really salty. Well, not really, but it just depends on your preference because I ate it. You know, Most large pretzels to me are too salty. You know, I ate it, but then towards the end, I started scraping off salt. I have a fat time question. Do they still serve the cream cheese filled pretzel at Disneyland? I've never seen that. That used to be one of my favorites. It's like a sweet cream cheese filling. Um, they used to have them at Coke Corner. And then they had them in some other places. I gotta go back and check. Yeah, you should do that and let us know. But uh, it was really good. I would actually have it again, but I would have it again with someone else and share it. That's a good idea. Because the pretzel bites were only six bucks, and eating those were, was good enough for me. I didn't, you know, want to get full off of pretzels. This one got me full, and like I said, I didn't finish it all. I did take it home though, the rest of it. But um, it was really good, so I would try it again. But with a with a with a friend, try it with a friend. And you can share and tell them to give you five bucks. Sharing. And then it's like less than six dollars each. There you go. <laughs> I bet you could chop it up into bites and you'd probably like it'd have, be a better value. And have a preso bite. So once again that's over there at Troubadour Tavern, over by the Fantasyland Theater. Of course, uh in Fantasyland. Wait, are you sure? I don't know. I don't look at maps. The question is do they have pretzel bites anywhere else? I don't think so. No. Because yeah, that, that was where they were before. Well, I, I went to the Tropical Hideaway, and we had a couple of things. You know, we I knew that I wanted to try 
the lupia dessert, and I didn't want to oh, double double do the it? dessert, so I figured I would forego the the um, Dole Whip, and then also there's a new Dole Whip like double dessert that has like bacon and stuff on top of it. I really do want to try that. It's, but a, it's like a secret menu item. Yes, that's what I heard. In addition, all this stuff is super overpriced. So based on that, I didn't want to spend like $25 on like one bun and uh, uh, you know one bow and a, and a couple desserts. So. Yeah, I have a question real quick just to, before you move on with your thing. Is the price for the, the uh, other Dole Whips the same price as the pineapple Dole Whip or are they charging more? That's a good question. If you know the answer, send us an email. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm assuming they have to be charging the same price. Yeah, that would be maybe dumb. the swirl. They might charge a little extra for. But I can't imagine. I'm not even talking about. Yeah, just I'm. I mean, like if you get the le- if you get the orange, uh, if you get the orange Dole Whip, or if you get the raspberry Dole Whip, is it the same price as getting a pineapple Dole Whip? That's all. It would. It should be. It should be. Yes, but you're saying that the prices seem high. I mean, you're just man in general as far as the lumpia well, not the and the bow whip. The and Dole stuff. The Dole Whip is what you'd expect it to be, but the um, the Dole Whip, like de- the extras or dessert thing with all the little toppings, is like not eight or nine bucks. Right. right. So it says here the Dole Whip float is six forty nine. Um, the pineapple and orange swirl is five sixty nine. Basically, the same thing for like a raspberry and orange. I don't uh, see a price for just one flavor. Right. <clears throat> Can you get the float with the with the uh, like if you want orange pineapple? Can you get the float with that? Yeah. Do they have an orange float, or uh, you still only have to get is, is oh floats only available in pineapple? I don't. It just says dough with float. Okay. So because then uh, oh my other question was going to be are the bows more expensive than they are when they sell them during Chinese during Lunar New Year? I'm not sure what the prices on the Lunar New Year. I think they were like five fifty or something, which is a little bit much. I mean, I, I at my Chinese spot that I go to, my friend Sylvia runs. We, it's like four or five bucks for three. You can't really compare that though to a spot. Well, and the, that's the, barbecue pork, which is way better than anything they have at Disneyland. Right. The bowels are uh, five ninety nine. Yeah, that's about what I thought. I'd have to go back at pictures and see if I had a picture from one of the old Lunar New Years and see how much they sold the bowels for there, but. So I was having trouble deciding which to get. The report that I read said that the vegetable one was the best. Uh, but being a carnivore as such, I didn't want to just try like my luck at that. So I read the ingredients on each one. And the even though the bologi beef would seem to be my top choice, I went with the chicken because it had uh, sweet, some what it, it had uh, butternut squash in it. That's what I went for. And it was good. It was a little, it had, you know, had turmeric in it. I could taste the turmeric, like, for sure. It seemed like something that, honestly, it seemed like something that they would sell uh, outside of Expedition Everest and Animal Kingdom. Like, that it would be that that flavor, at least, of that. Um, even though it's, yes, bao is like a Chinese thing, uh, the flavor of it is something that they would very easily have outside of the Expedition Everest, which is like an India theme, but just because of the spices. I also had the lumpia, which is like two pieces you get for like another seven bucks, which again seems high, three fifty each for these little. It's like less than a quarter of a churro. Granted, there's more going on, but you put both together and you don't get half a churro. But it's filled with like pineapple and it has a dipping sauce and stuff. It wouldn't be my go-to, but I wanted to try it. And then they had all the the, the sporks for sale. 
I don't know what I was supposed to spork. Oh, the the Dole Whip, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't seem so interesting that you know I'd rather have like a light up cube of some kind, like that's shaped like a Star Wars ship or something, like for five bucks or a poison apple for five instead of that. Yeah, but at least it's themed. It's themed. I mean, I I might be. I might be bummed out when I see the later the later sporks. Yeah, that that I didn't get that one and get all, but you know, probably not. We were a little bummed out. They have these uh, Hawaii plumeria ears there that Elizabeth wanted. They they only have them at Aulani, and then they sell them there as well. But they were sold out while we were there. Really? Yeah. So would you eat it again? Oh yeah, I eat them, that, there, and then some. Wow. No, I mean it's honestly, it's just a matter of how much money you want to spend. It's all good stuff. Do you want to go and I mean we draw it was like thirteen or fourteen dollars or was a six plus seven is thirteen plus tax is like basically fourteen bucks uh just for the two items. You know, and that was just for me. Just two things. Elizabeth didn't want anything specifically or at least none of those items. Uh you know, next time I'll try probably the Dole Whip, the float or the or their special, their new one with the special and the, the bacon droppings and whatever they call it. <laughs> bacon droppings. Well, if bacon were to poop, you'd, they'd be droppings, right? Sure. Anyway, I mean, I was all about it, but how often? What I would get? Who knows? And that's the other question. At five ninety five, you get one bow, right? If yeah. you're just trying to get a snack, what's the better value? You gonna get that, or you gonna get a chimichanga, which are what now six ninety five or five ninety? What? How much are those? I don't know. I, can't tell I think chimichangas are at the most seven bucks, at the most, and you get like this big old thing. Obviously, not as healthy, but you know, you're just talking about a snack to fill you up for the least amount of money. How much are the hot dogs, Diggs, from the cart? Uh, six dollars. Yeah. See, there you go. For six dollars, you get one hot dog. I think that's probably more filling than one bow. So you, you gotta have to want the. You gotta have to want that type of snack. Chimichanga six six seventy nine. There you go. I thought it was six bucks, but it, or six twenty five, but it went up. I'm sure. Cool. Fat time. Little best. We are in uh, quote unquote off season now. Which means uh, it's a refurbishment time. Which means that the park's going to be back, but there'll be no rides to go on. That's why I said, <laughs> quote, exactly. unquote. Yeah. <laughs> so usually this time of year, it's supposed to slow down and refurb start up, and uh, you can go to the park and enjoy yourself. But Yeah, and all the parking uh, parking filled up yesterday. Really? Well, yesterday was the first day back for uh, the Not so yesterday, cows. I mean Sunday, yeah. Well, Sunday was the first day for... <clears throat> The deluxe and uh, signature, and then yesterday was for uh, the rest. So we knew it was going to fill up that guy, you know. Yes. So anyway, uh, as far as refurbs go, of course, Haunted Mansion is down till January, or till, uh, yeah, through January 17th to go back to regular Haunted Mansion. Astral Orbiter is down uh, through spring. Oh, no orbiting? No, the only time only orbited is a uh, Space Mountain. Uh, Unfortunate. Right now, or and then coming up is uh, we're talking about Rancho del Zocalo. That will be closed from January fourteenth through January seventeenth. Dude, we were there. I said last last Thursday, and walked. We were walking from Fantasyland to to the Tropical Hideaway. 
and walked through the little corridor that leads past Zocalo. <laughs> and the line must have been 200 feet long Dang. for lunch. Couldn't believe it. I was like, people really want burritos right now. And then uh, about an hour later, the bathroom's going to have long lines. <laughs> oh, because those are the smallest bathrooms in the whole park right there, yeah. No, because everyone's eating the beans. Well, that All right, too. So, um, and then we have Sleeping Beauty Castle, which right now is uh, walled off in the front. Uh, you cannot get through in the front, of course. You cannot get through on the sides of the... A Snow White's Grotto. Have we talked about why they're what they're doing with the no, castle? No, this basically comes as a complete surprise, right? Uh huh. It's not this, a surprise. How extension? How extensive this uh, renovation is going to be came as a kind of a surprise. Well, there supposedly there was a lot of damage done to the castle on, with the 60th editions, the diamond rooftops or whatever. So they've got to fix all that. Well, I'm saying though that there was no notice up until now. All we had down. Was uh, that the uh, the walkthrough was going to be closed? Right, that was the only really indication up until now. Right. No, I'm asking him. Oh, I'm agreeing with you though. That was the only indication that I. No, heard. I'm asking him though. Yes. <laughs> so the walkthrough will, will is actually open right now. Just to be clear, though, we're both saying yes. Sure. <laughs> the walkthrough is open right now. You can go ahead and enjoy the walkthrough. That will close January seventeenth and until spring. Starting January 17th, guests looking to check in for uh, appointments at Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique will have to do so at Fantasy Fair. Uh, and that, uh, I don't know if they've done it yet, but they will be placing a scrim in front of the castle. And they just put up the wall so far, right? Yeah. Uh, from what I see, from what the, the information says, is they're going to be putting up a scrim. And it sounds like it's going to be something similar to what they did before the 60th, where they had that scrim up that looked like the castle. Yeah, but as of yesterday, they weren't uh, doing anything. You just put the wall up. Right. Uh, and also it makes it, uh, it implies that there's not going to be any uh, photo cast members in front of the castle at all. Because they're suggesting you go to uh, the partner statue or the floral Mickey. So, uh, yeah, basically, like I said, they're, uh, they're, they're, it's going to be an extensive refurbishment. So uh, we're probably not going to be seeing the castle for a while. I have pictures. And um, Fantasmic will shut down on January 21st through spring. We also have It's a Small World. Of course, going back after the holidays, that will start on January 22nd, uh, go through January 31st. All right, so uh, uh, Selling Ship Columbia will be down from January 22nd, and uh, we're not sure when it will be back. We do still have um, Mark Twain. Mark Twain. Splash Mountain will be down February 4th, and uh, we don't have an opening date for that yet. That's probably just their usual yeah. spring or uh, winter cleaning. Over in DCA, Grizzly River Run is down right now, so until about spring. And uh, Golden Zephyr will be shut down January 27th through February 2nd. Don't forget, all this is subject to change without notice. So all that refurbs are going on right now. Uh, that's what's listed for now. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there will be more at it later. But, uh, yeah, this is supposed to be off-season. So expect things to be shut down. Shut it down. All right, so real quick, uh, the Disneyland After Dark events are sold out. Bye. Adios, senor. And uh, if you didn't get a ticket, well, oh, we had a month to go. Snooze, yeah. you lose. You didn't get your ticket. You're probably not missing much. I mean, I would have went. Would have liked to have gone to the '90s one. 
I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to be cool, but again, like, what are you really missing? Well, the thing uh, is, Disney afternoon stuff. Yeah. That's the main thing I would have wanted to go for. That's why I'm going for the Disney afternoon stuff. So, I mean, they get, they're getting smart, man. It's like they know people want particular character pictures, so they're going to offer them only during special events because the photo passes are free now, essentially. If you have a, if you have a AP and you're one that collects these photos, your photo passes don't well, cost it's you like, It's, it's like we said last year with the, basically these after darks are uh, AP parties you can you have to, for. That you pay for. Basically, who else is going? Because basically, no, no, I mean, not even that, though. I mean, there's people who are not APs probably going. I'm just saying the format, the format and the content of these parties is basically what we used to get in AP parties. For the the, most part. The photo ops and and the dining and stuff like that or whatever else. It's all... Basically, just AP parties that you have to pay for. But they don't so, want anymore. They don't want the APs anymore. They're, well, no, they don't want the. We're APs. the black sheep of the uh, Disney universe, right? Although I still think that there there might there's probably going to be some sort of AP uh, preview for Galaxy's Edge. There's, I mean, they have to. It'll probably cost five hundred dollars. Oh well, yeah, not more. I mean, there may even be. Uh, I still think that they may do uh, free uh, blocks like they did with Avatar. Sure I so. still think that they might do that. I still think there's a lot of things that's going to happen that they... Uh, I don't know where we are at at the podcast, but I just wanted to talk real quick about uh, Iger. Yeah, so Iger uh, basically said that Star Wars is going to open in June, which, of course, led people in and uh, clickbait headlines such as uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to open way ahead of schedule. Right. But, that was, or, but that's what they... All, like, wait, all, how, is it, how is June ahead of schedule? I think June is right on target. If anything, because uh, they've always said summer. And last time I checked, summer goes through from Memorial Day weekend all the way through, uh, well, technically now, mid-August. And when did uh, Buena Vista Street and Cars Land open? June, June 15th. 15th. So somebody somebody took that statement of June from him. It was a very loose statement, but he said basically June. Well, then there's And then a... they looked at the AP blockout yeah, calendar and, and they compared it to last year's. And they basically, I don't know the exact details, but they basically came up with the weekend of the 21st. I'm going to say something right now, and I'm tired of, I'm really, really tired of people basing when they think Star Wars is going to open off the AP blockout counter. As far as I'm concerned, the AP blockout counter means jacks. No, I mean, it because makes if sense, you were, though. If you were to jump to those kind of conclusions, if you're going to jump to those kind of conclusions, then I'm going to jump to the conclusion that uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is opening in April because of the fact that... Uh, Cast members uh, are blocked out of uh, going to Disneyland for the whole entire month of April. That's more of a spring break thing, though. But it's just as much of a jump, uh, as much of a reach as saying that because uh, things are blocked out a certain way in June for APs, that that means that it's going to open in June. Well, you got a lot. Uh, it's the same. It's more... the same reach in the same kind. Uh, trying to make a, a uh, judgment based on. Uh, minuscule information. There's a lot more deluxe AP holders than there are cast members, like five or six times as many at least. So what what they were saying was that last year deluxe only had like sat Friday, Saturday, Sunday, basically weekend blockouts through the summer. However, starting on like the 20th or the 21st of this year, they're basically blocked out for like the whole summer. 
and they can't go into I mean, California. Look, they can't go into Disneyland at all. How long have I been saying that Star Galaxy's Edge is going to open way before they say? A long time, and I said June twenty second since the beginning. Liter- been- literally, what the article says. I mean, it makes sense to me. The weekend of the twenty first, twenty second, or twenty third. I still, uh, and I'll I'll admit if I'm wrong, and I'll admit that if I've been wrong the whole time, and I will say that the only reason I'm wrong is because they got behind schedule, and I will maintain that. But uh, I still say that the latest that they're opening is Memorial Day weekend, and that you may even see uh, testing and soft openings as early as April. Well, I know for a fact that they are trying to get it ready by April. They want all the cast members trained by mm-hmm. April. Uh, I've heard rumors that say that uh, that they're gonna that there's people gonna certain certain uh, things are gonna start happening as early as this month. I mean, so, I, can t- I can tell you this. Uh, we could we we already confirmed by that article in Canon, that magazine or newspaper or whatever the hell, the same place where that Iger article was. Uh, that uh, the first press have been allowed into Galaxy's Edge. There was an extensive article that uh, Diggs actually read. I read the whole thing. He read the whole thing. And there was more than uh, 10 words. There was a lot of words. Was it long? It was long. Oh, it was a very long article. I haven't even read the whole thing yet. What's it it supposed to be about? Basically, the guy gives uh, what... Basically, what he's... The first advance allowed... Basically, walk through through Galaxy's Edge. Oh, like okay. I said, they have had their first basic at super advanced press day, which was probably like maybe a handful of like less than five uh, press people that, that are, were authorized work for stations that are owned by Disney. Basically, well, no one like, one of them was this magazine Canon, which I've never even heard of before. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just people that they chose handpicked, and uh, maybe it's like all in who you knew, but. Uh, I mean, the first official press uh, walkthrough has taken place on Galaxy's Edge. So, well, the other day we were in the I, park. I'm just we're... my point is is that I think Galaxy's Edge is a lot closer to being ready than what they want you to think. And I think that anybody that that June, uh, where it's going to be long open by the time June comes. To support what you're saying, the other day we ran into a manager that we know that um, we met. Several years ago, working Main Street, works D23 every time that it's in town. Uh, high up merchandise uh, stores manager. Was moved to Pixar Pier to open up all of that and ran into him randomly like at the front of Disneyland the other day. And we were like, hey, how's it going? And uh, he has been assigned to run all of merchandising and stores for Galaxy's Edge. So we won't be seeing him for a while because he'll be back there, but it was nice to run into him. And he was with... I think I know who you're talking about. You might. Um, but uh, uh, I'm not gonna, I don't want to say his name no. on the podcast, but he, uh, he was with another guy who we were introduced to who is the head of attractions for Galaxy. The one we know has a blue name tag. The other guy did not. That doesn't really mean anything. But uh, we were chit-chatting, and they were talking about my Videopolis shirt, and then we were sharing old memories about dancing at the park and hanging out. And How and does then, that prove my point? And then – well, that they're like their managers now are this many months in advance. I did ask the the question that I asked them was that how they were going to handle the you know basically nothing has a box situation. They're they're trying to do all the merchandise of uh, you know all these new lightsabers and the the uh, porgs that sit on your neck and nothing comes in a box. It's all going to be very organic feeling 
as far as like theme. And he says, yeah, we're working on figuring that out. Uh, I said, well, everything comes in a box. So if somebody were to buy one of these fancy new lightsabers you guys came up with, like, you know, I guess it depends on is it a gift or is it, you know what I mean? They might have to figure out a way to ship the things up to the front of the park for pickup or uh, give it to you wrapped in such a way that if you're not going to use it on site. And he says, you know, these are all very complicated things that we have to figure out. I shared a small piece of what I thought made sense as far as like the cast members having to ask what their usage was, if it was going to be now or a gift or later. And he said, that's some good stuff for us to consider. And then the other guy was like, I got to get going. And I was like, okay, well, you guys can both go. I won't uh, take up your time. But Well, since in the meantime, we have seen a our first really good photo of the ride vehicle for the Rise of the Resistance. Uh, it has uh, two rows of, it looks like, four. Uh, it's not what I was expecting because I was expecting something closer to, like, Transformers slash Spider-Man from Florida. Uh, though, but the walls are not nearly as high on this, so uh, this may be the rather than them trying to block you off from seeing peripheral stuff where there's nothing going on. That means uh, on like Transformers at Universal uh, or in or Spider-Man in Florida, uh, you know they have the high walls on the tr- on the ride vehicle, so you can't see the peripherals. Uh, this pretty much guarantees because there's no high walls that that means that the whole entire uh, ride track. Is three hundred and sixty degree. Uh, Most likely. Uh, well, no, I mean that guarantees it. That uh, it's uh, basically the, the, the it's gonna be the whole track is gonna be have uh, you know uh, facades on three hundred and sixty degree uh, all around you rather than just where you're facing because this way you can look around and everywhere you look you're gonna be looking at something to do with uh, you know where you're supposed to be. Do you think that this overall function of this ride is going to basically be very similar to those two i think so i may not have as much uh hard sharp uh you know where you come around and you do like a hard turn or you do like a slide yeah or something like that it may not be as rough and uh as those but i think the basic kind of this is going to be disney's version finally uh we've been waiting a long time this will be the first one they ever did we're going to be waiting we've been waiting a long time uh i mean you figure uh the spider-man ride open 90s, 99? Late 90s, yeah. And uh, it took them a long time before they finally did Transformers, which was basically the same exact ride. Uh, we've just we've come to the point where this is going to be Disney's version, and rather than just doing maybe like a 180-degree uh, uh, thing that like what Universal does, uh, Disneyland's, Disney's taking it at the whole 360 degrees. Well, you know, the uh, technology full, full, that... Full, full, 100% immersive in the ride vehicle and everything. The technology they have is for this trackless situation that they do as well with the Winnie the Pooh and Tokyo's the first. And oh, they it's have totally the... 100% possible having looked at some of the photos that there, there may be no visible track that this ride vehicle may be uh, moving along on a, uh, on a magnet yeah. similar to uh, Luigi's where, where the rides move. Those are actually GPS controls, But you don't see the, uh, what? They're actually GPS control. Which one? Luigi's? Yeah, all, that... all of the all of the trackless. But it's also it's magnetic. It's well they use magnets to control what the Which GPS... makes it magnetic. I'm just saying it's all right. Well this would be the same thing. This would still be GPS controlled. Yeah. It would be still be a magnet. Rat- Ratatouille in in Paris. Right. Soon to be in Florida as well. Also, the uh, now, Luigi's, and then the last one is the, the Mystic, whatever in Hong Kong. Right now, Mystic as far Man. as the uh, Millennium Falcon goes, we've had the dis- we've talked about before. 
how they were doing the testing in Burbank and how they thought that they would have to uh, cut down the number of seats in the Millennium Falcon cockpit because of the uh, average number in a party being closer to two and a half or three than uh, what the, the six that they were planning. Uh, this photo that they had that I've, we've seen here, uh, you can't really tell in the video that was released on Christmas, which will be playing here in a minute, but obviously you won't be able to see it. You can see six people in the ride vehicle, but I believe that those videos of the people in the ride vehicle are from the testing in Burbank. Yeah. And, uh, this video, this, this picture here, you distinctly cannot see the extra seats. Uh, so it's possible that they have lowered the number of seats from six to four, but we don't have any confirmation, hardcore confirmation on that. Uh, or else they just decided to stick with, stick with the six and just take the chances with uh, getting that uh, extra party member who doesn't know what they're doing. Well, if you're saying it's two two to three people per party, right, then you've got either either you get four and then there's two more, or you get two and three well, and yeah, then they do single riders. Well, well, that's the ideal thing about four, though, is you could do it's easier to do two twos. Right or four, I don't wear to them or something like that. I mean, if they then can it load, is to say do a to do three twos or six. Here's the thing: if they can load Tower of Terror slash Guardians Tower uh, without having empty seats over and over, they can figure this out. I mean, between the single... well, no, 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 it's not a matter of figuring out. That's not the question. The question isn't figuring out. I don't think you were here for that podcast. That was a maybe, long time ago. Uh, but there was a uh, whole article that discussed. How uh, through a independent was it? Kind of like a, their own little survey they were doing. They they did like an independent. Uh, what they were doing there was they were bringing in groups that were perfect for testing the ride. They were all you know six people that knew each other. Okay. But then they came to the realization that when you're loading the ride, you're not going to have six people that know each other. They started to figure they would take four people from one group, two people, put them together, or you would take like three and a two and a one or something like that. They started doing mixing and matching more natural with what would happen at the at the theme park. And, the and what they were finding out is that the groups that had more people were getting frustrated, would get frustrated if there was like the per- member of their party that was in the cockpit with them that wasn't doing the job correctly. Because each person in the cockpit has a specific job to do under the original design of the ride. So unless they've unless they've eliminated some of the whole, you have a job to do as you're sitting there. I think that's the result is they're going to have to eliminate or at some point they the were computer's going like to said, take over. Maybe. They were finding that the uh, well, that's the other problem that was in that same article was that was the article that said that uh, Disney is using basically uh, Pentagon level computing power for. Uh, this ride. Yeah, they've got to they've got to have a computer take over. If somebody's not going to do their job and they just want to watch, the computer needs to take over. The, the well, but that's not well, that's not the way the ride was designed. The ride was designed was that everybody had consequences, and if one person in the six people who was not part of the other party, like if say it was a group of four and two, the four people would get mad at the other person if it caused them to crash. So there I mean, was maybe there maybe the result and again this is you have to have awesome cast members but maybe the the answer in that case is to, to say okay there's six of you everyone's going to have a job to do is there anybody here that can't or doesn't want to do that job there's no time for all of that 
takes five they seconds to ask. The they shouldn't the be in line for the ride. Exactly. Well, everybody wants to experience it, whether they want to press buttons or not. You know, and some like guy that maybe doesn't speak English, and he's like an older gentleman, and he's like Star Wars fan. He wants to experience right, the anyway, ride. But let's play that video. Yeah, let's play the video. We'll check that out, and then that'll be the end of that. Uh, this was posted on Christmas Day, and this was uh, just their little uh, enticement to get you guys as a. Uh, Wetted appetites and all that stuff. I just ate. Oh, yeah. I hope that when people come to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and they experience it for the first time, that this place they're walking through and the characters they're seeing and the beasts and aliens and droids puts them in a position where they give themselves over to the moment, to the story, and play with us in the world of Star Wars. It will be jaw-dropping and incredibly emotional to walk into the land for the first time, to actually be standing there amongst the buildings, amongst the ships, and have this feeling that it is all real, that has been brought to life, and it is right there in front of you. It's overwhelming. experience on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run puts you straight in that cockpit, right behind the controls, whether you're one of the pilots, the gunners, or flight engineers that are keeping the ship operating. It is going to be an intense, super fun experience on the fastest ship in the galaxy. I think any great story has tension and conflict, and it's not Star Wars without the war. So it was absolutely fundamental that the story of the land actually finds the guest between the Resistance and the First Order. One of the experiences that I'm sure every visitor to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is going to love is the most epic attraction we've ever built, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. This attraction invites you to be a recruit of the Resistance, to stand up against the First Order, and you even come face-to-face with Kylo Ren. You make it through that, you get back to the planet, you are going to be a hero of the Resistance and celebrated throughout the land. It's exciting to think about this as only the beginning and to think about how this land will be living and breathing and evolving. There is nothing actually more meaningful and more special than to provide a place for people to experience Star Wars with their family for decades to come. <laughs> I wanted to note that uh, there was people losing their when that video came out because it said fall 2019 for uh, Florida. Yeah. Because previously it had been saying late fall. Oh. Uh. Hey, so the, there was people that thought that was a big deal. The guy who was talking about it sounds like Rob Lowe. Scott Tobridge. <laughs> he sounds like Rob Lowe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know him. Uh, Carrie Beck, the woman who was talking in the video, that she's one of part of the Lucasfilm story group. So that shows how uh, detailed they're getting. Obviously, that they have you know people that are actually part of the story group, the people that are contributing to the overall story of uh, you know not only the movies, the TV shows and everything that they're making that big of a deal to make sure that everything is in continuity with each other. Uh, we just learned actually just this last week that there's going to be a novel coming out that's going to uh, show how the Millennium Falcon is, at, why the Millennium Falcon is at uh, Black Spire Outpost, that the uh, the pirate Hondo Anaka from the Clone Wars and Rebels, that he stole somehow gets the Millennium Falcon, and he's the one who takes it to uh, Galaxy's Edge, or goes, takes it to Batuu, 
Uh, and of course, we know from previous uh, things that uh, Hondo is going to be pretty integral to your uh, overall story while you're there. So uh, that definitely, obviously, because uh, we know that the in- implications of what happens when you're on the Millennium Falcon ride will follow you around. And the fact that he's the one that took the Millennium Falcon definitely increases your chances of uh, some interesting uh, you know, things going on with him. And uh, part of the video you actually see in part of the video... Uh, them doing some sculpting on a on a model, and you can tell one of the models is actually uh, a Hondo mask. Cool. So I wouldn't be surprised if either he's in the ride somehow, like there's maybe a audio animatronic Hondo that would be really cool, or if that was sculpting for the actual uh, to have a Hondo character walking around Galaxy's Edge. All right. So speaking of Star Wars, uh, we got our uh, another announcement about the Mandalorian. The uh, series that will be coming to the uh, streaming service late next year. We got word that uh, they have a composer. and It'll be Ludwig Goranson. Oh, not Mundrake? No. Oh, okay. Uh, he was actually the... He did the music for uh, Black Panther. Oh, cool. So he will be joining uh, John Favreau and company on uh, The Mandalorian. So he's going from Wakanda to a galaxy far, far away. Awesome. So if you're a big fan of the music from Black Panther, you should be very excited then about the Mandalorian. Some great music. It's mail time. Hey, we have mail. It's time for the mail. I there's so. more mail? It's all mail because there's only three of us here. <laughs> all right, anyway. Big old sausage fest. <laughs> Nasty. All right, first email is from Ernesto. Hey. Now, I don't think this is... Uh, Ernesto, we think it is. Uh-oh. I don't know. It might be. No, I think, I don't know. Anyway, subject line is Happy Holidays to Mouse Pyre. This was sent man, on December 20th. What's up, everyone? I'm happy to see the three caballeros all uh, are together again in the podcast. I wanted to ask your... I'm Donald. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> I'm calling it. Uh, I wanted to ask your opinion on the upcoming opening of Galaxy's Edge. What do you think will be the most likely hard-ticketed preview exclusive we'll feature, like celebrities, for example? I'm thinking it'll be like the Guardians of the Galaxy ride VIP party. For Star Wars? I mean, most likely, yeah. I don't know if there'll be celebrities, but there could be some celebrities. Star-studded! I guess that's the question. Would they include the celebrities and mix them into the ticketed no. event? Or would no. they just have them come for a meet? You know, because if you're a celebrity, if you're or if you are a legit celebrity and you want to do something with Disney, you just have your agent call them or whatever, and they have, like, special stuff they do. However, I think in this case they would probably mix them in with, like, the media event and just ask the media not to I mean, them. I'm going to say that when Galaxy's Edge opens in Florida that's when you have the better chance of uh, more media. I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, just thinking about, uh, I'm pretty sure there was probably a lot of uh, celebrities and stuff at the opening of uh, Harry Potter mm. in Florida. But, yeah, when we had our Harry Potter open, uh, the Weasley twins were here. And that was it. And they gave, out, they gave out pizzas. But that was it. There was nobody else here. It was just the Weasley twins. No major players or nothing. Well, because it was the second one, and it was years later. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. But the Galaxy's Edge will be the will have the first one, so you know you would hope that there would be some sort of hoopla. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do the whole press event and with the celebrities like any other opening. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure the APs will only get a discount on the preview party tickets. AP discount? No. No, definitely <laughs> not. <Yeah. laughs> he, la- he laughed at that. He was yeah. being sarcastic. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, do you think they uh, they will actually go all out for May the 4th, 5th, or possibly have some kind of Star Wars-based event in the park, like Star Wars Weekends and Walt Disney World, you know, how they used to have that. The only uh, planned uh, event that's unofficial is Michael the Mill Guys. <laughs> you know, this is something I was actually going to talk about earlier. As the parks continue to be so packed all the time, they have less incentive to do any sort of special anything. And it's it's unfortunate because... You know, the AP sales are as much as they've ever been, and they're, you know, so then why they don't have to incentivize anybody anymore with AP parties. Uh, In this case, do they want Star Wars weekends here? I think that they have those in Florida because there's a specific two- or three-week period in early May that's a little bit dead, uh, and they do those Star Wars weekends to increase attendance right just at that time. Actually, they haven't done Star Wars weekends in three years, and they were four weekends in May. Right, but it's other than I, you're correct. What I what my point is that other than Memorial Day, the three weeks prior to that, even into April, are uh, they're less attended. It's a it's a it's one of their one of their few dead times because it's like right before the schools get out. Um. Florida is a really bad example to compare with here because is, they have yeah. different kind of seasons yep. and and they have multiple parks and yeah you're right that's what I was so I was getting back to the comments on the price rate ra- uh, raise thing I one of the my favorite comments was well they just need to build two more parks yeah you know that's another comment I made somebody talking about Walt rolling over in his grave and I said you know I think the only thing that Walt because at some point Walt has to be practical right. He wanted it to be affordable for every family, blah, blah, blah. But if you've got a place that's so popular you can't keep people away, even by raising the prices, at some point he's got to be practical. The prices have to go up. But I think the only thing that Walt would have done differently than the management now or if his family was still in control is that the expansion would be more – they'd be trying to expand a lot faster. There'd be another park in the U.S. There'd be a third gate here. You know, there'd be there'd be something maybe lower Midwest where it doesn't snow a lot. They'd have five parks or six in Florida. They'd have three here. They'd be trying to expand, I think, more. That's my opinion. Now, let's just get this straight that Walt was cremated and he's not rolling in any graves. Right. Uh, next one, it says, last but not least, will Rantony pay for a preview party? LOL. <laughs> If you had the money, would you pay? If it's five hundred bucks and you had it, no big deal. Would you? Would you pay it to go? Five hundred? Uh, I don't know about five hundred, but I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's half of a pass. Well, not anymore. It's not, but it used to be. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I can't make that. I can't just say that until it until it happens. I hope you all had. He said have, but uh, a great holiday, and thank you for the great, entertaining, and informative podcast in 2018. Uh, Hear you next year, Ernesto. P.S. Happy Kwanzaa. 
All right. Thank you for your email, Ernesto. All right. So uh, our next email is from Wreck-It Rachel. And her subject line is live from Disneyland. (laughs) Well, the parking lot. We spent the day at the parks, obviously. It was crowded, but I'm used to that now. All the Christmas stuff was still up, so we got to see the castle and small world all lit up without all the people in front of it. We went to try the tropical hideaway. Two thumbs up. I tried the raspberry dough whip, and I recommend to stick to the OG pineapple. No. However, I dipped my spoon in my godson's pineapple and then into the raspberry, and that was good. The squirrel is the way to go. My friend had the bow and the sweet cinnamon dipper thing, and she had nothing but good things to say about it. We had a good day. It was mostly chill and chilly. We went to go look at the new Disney store. It's all industrial modern now. Like a hipster decorated it. Disney Hollister. (laughs) Oh, well, uh, what can we do? Did everyone have a nice vacation? I did. It was cool. It was nice to just chill and go to the parks and enjoy my raspberry orange or my orange raspberry dough whip. Tim has probably did what he, uh, during his vacation, probably did what he's doing now, just on his phone. Yep. So nothing new there. No. And uh, Anthony uh, had no rat team going on. Hey, what that, did you do? We never talked that about That I know this. of. I didn't do anything. No. Oh, man, you should have called me. We could have I mean, I saw together. a couple movies and stuff, and I had some you know personal items that were uh, on plate and stuff. But, yeah. Uh, we need to talk about, uh, we didn't uh, have it on today's docket, but we need to talk about uh, coming up maybe next week. Uh, we need to talk about Mary Poppins. I plan on seeing all the movies, but I got sick, so I got to see nothing. <laughs> I really wa- want to see Mary Poppins Returns. I heard a lady pa- in passing at the park today that she thought Emily Blunt was better than Julie, Julie Andrews. I nearly died from that blasphemy. <laughs> I'm I'm sure she's good, but not that good. Anyway, glad you guys are back. I hope I'm not too late sending this in for the week, for this week. I think I remember you saying you record on Tuesdays. Yep. I don't want to break my never missing a week streak, Rachel. Cool. Well, Rachel, you can uh, hopefully you can go see Mary Poppins Returns this week before we record next week. And you can give us your thoughts on that because that's what we're going to be doing next week, giving our thoughts on Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, did you see it, Tim? I did. Okay. Well, no, I haven't seen it again. But you know what? I'll try to go before next week. I've seen it the one time well, in that's January. Fine. I was just wondering. Yeah. So all of us here have seen it. And, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that next week. All right. Thank you for your email, Wreck-It Rachel. Our next essay comes from Dan the Mailman. And his subject line says... The sky is falling, but prices sure aren't. Maybe some pass holders will, though. That's all I will say about that. I am sure there was already a bunch of talk about it. This will be a little bit of a long one. All right. Sorry, two weeks of vacation is a long time. Finally got to the parks a number of times, met up with Diggs and Jose to check out the newly opened Tropical Hideaway for their soft opening, along with some fat time at Zocalo and catching the 
prayed at night. Man, the new dope were great, and we even went back the next time we were there. Didn't we, Dix? <laughs> yeah, that's what I uh, said. I'm going to try an opposite of what I had before. Now, Dan's really happy about that because uh, he can have it now. He can have the dope whips and not have to worry about anything. Got to see the snow in Grizzly Peak, and I am sure Diggs will tell you the tale of how I was stupid there. Oh, okay. I was out of remember. So real quick, yeah, uh, 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 he took out his phone to record the snow and everything, and I talked about it. It was like only like a minute and a half or something like that. So he's, uh, you know, doing this and everything, and then he realized he didn't push record. <laughs> it's always something like that. That was funny. Went back again a few days later just to soak up the ambience. LOL. We were some of the last ones on Haunted Mansion before the end of the night and were in the stretching room, just our party of three. That was pretty cool. There was like no one there and just going down the elevator. Um, Pretty cool as I heard some stuff in the, the spiel that I have never heard before since people are always talking which is true. You you could like, oh wait, I never heard that before. Don't ask me what it was because I don't remember. But <laughs> I remember that part. Got a bunch of pics on an empty Main Street before we headed off for home for Christmas. We went again just after the New Year, and this time enjoyed some of Tim's favorites: candy cane beignets and no. Fantasmic. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, real quick, Dad, uh, Tim looked at me like, oh, he was all interested in what you're about to say. <laughs> and then you burst in his bubble. I'm burst. <laughs> it was really busy this night, even at 1230 in the morning. Found that a little weird, but it is what it is. All right, so Mary, uh, so Dan has a little review of Mary Poppins Returns, but we're going to save that for next week. And these guys better remind me to go back and read this email. Or, Dan, you can just copy and paste it and send it next week. Or, yeah, Dan, can just to include a reminder to, re- uh, to read his review. Yeah. All right, but he does have a movie review of Aquaman. Hey, let's hear it. He says, is this a Star Wars connection? Why? Because uh, T- Tim Morrison is in it, plays Aquaman's uh, uh, human father. Yeah. Uh, is played by Tamora uh, Morrison, who was, the, uh, who was uh, Jango Fett. In the prequels, and also played every single clone. Yeah. Yes, that's why. Yeah, he's uh, Aquaman's uh, his dad. His his human dad. Anyway, the movie was was good for an Aquaman movie. Since I've never thought I would see that. Soft, softball season about to gear up again next month, so I will get some park visits in before it gets a little bit harder for me time wise. Maybe we'll we will get some AP days or something. Ha ha! Until next time, Dan out. Uh, do we get a Dan visit? I wonder if we do we get a Dan visit on the podcast for uh, President's Day or? Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll see about that. Or do we not get to see Dan until uh, spring break? You know, I saw Aquaman as well. I thought it was really good visually, but the story and some of the dialogue needed some help. Like anything that anything that Jason Momoa wasn't saying seemed like forced. <laughs> His lines, because he's got that oomph to him, you know, like his stuff came out clean, but, uh, you know, his like extra sort of lines, you know, that, that make him sound tough or whatever. But the other characters. But Willem Dafoe. Yeah, he didn't do great, in my opinion. Um, Nicole Kidman. She was good. 
Patrick Wilson. Uh, nonetheless, there seemed a lot of stuff forced and uh, way too many times things just exploded without warning, like to the point where you were like, whoa. But it, like, you know, that's the kind of effect you can put once or twice in a movie like that. It was like six or seven times <laughs> that, they had, oh, so that like literally a, the same thing. Oh, happened. So it was like Bruckheimer. Yeah, where you're like, how do I explain it? You know, they're having a conversation. Everything seems calm. The plot's moving along normally. And then all of a sudden, boom, like not just something explodes, but like the whole wall next to them blows out and they're like flying across the screen. Was it necessary? No. I don't know. I liked it. Would I go back and see it again? No. Whereas like Wonder Woman, I wanted to go see it again. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, But visually, very, very good. What about Bumblebee? I liked Bumblebee. I like Bumblebee a lot. It was good. You finally get to hear why he's got no voice, like no actual voice. Well, I haven't seen those two yet, and I uh, trying to get there. To are you a those. Stubbs? Are you a Stubbs A list member yet? There goes your memory, because I was the first one. I think I was. I don't think so. No, you weren't. You were after me, even. You really? Were. No, yeah, because you were still hanging on to your pipe dream called Movie Pass. Exactly. I just assumed while we that... were all moving into the 21st century with uh, with AMC. Well, let's go. All right. So thank you for your email there, Dan, the mailman, Wreck-It Rachel, and Ernesto. Really appreciate that. And uh, if you guys uh, have any comments, questions, your own tip of the week. If you have a movie review, it doesn't have to be a Disney one. If you want to let us know what you thought of Aquaman and or uh, Bumblebee, all you have to do is email us. Mousebear at gmail.com. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties. Or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs. Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, so that's going to do it for this edition of the Mouse Power Podcast. Hey, guess what? Bye. No. Oh. We're back. Oh, hey. Yes, we're back. So, um, Not quite better than ever, but we're here. I was better than ever when I woke up this morning. Were you? No. You felt like I, just a million bucks? Or? I was actually better than ever after I had my breakfast. Oh. I had some strawberry uh, French toast. Hi, huh, Anthony. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> So ahead on the show. Oh, I thought we were just starting. Oh, <laughs> this is the ending. Happy yes. birthday! Wait, no, we already wait. went. Through Happy that. New Year! Oh, wait. Uh, ticket hey, prices. Yeah, hey, they went up. And if yeah. uh, if you're going to complain about it, you don't have to go to the park. All right, simple as that. And uh, you don't need to go and post. Well, I'm going to let my past run out. I'm tired of this. Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, you know all I have to say about that? What? Nike. Nike? Just do it, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. If you guys going to complain, don't go to the park. Just do it. Don't renew your pass, and we will thank you. And hopefully uh, it does get a little bit more uh, uh, more space there. Bye. Not too crowded. But I doubt that. Doubt it. All right, so don't forget, we have refurbs going on, and that's what happens during the month of January. Yes, in February and all that, leading up to a spring break. So we'll have a... Uh, we'll, we will be having refurbs in the park, and uh, you got to deal with that too. And uh, hey, head over to Tropical Hideaway. Try try all the tropics that are going on over there, and uh, maybe you might be able to find somebody hiding away. Yeah, exactly. And uh, let us know uh, what you think of the food over there and the whips. Just email us and let give us a little review. 
Uh, you can go see the bird, which apparently has no accent. Uh, it's kind of an accent. I don't know. I heard that the bird was kind of whitewashed sounding. Probably. Probably. I do have a video on the on Instagram, so you can check out the video of uh, her talking. Oh, and don't forget, Captain Marvel's, Marvel's coming to the park. They actually moved uh, Black Panther, has been moved out of his spot, and they're going to be moving in Captain Marvel over there at stage 17. So, did we have a date or just not yet? Uh, no, I had just uh, speculated that it would probably be somewhere around when the movie opens, which is, of course, uh, March 8th. All right, so you can expect her uh, heading over to DCA during that time, and I know that there are... You know, fixing up that spot for her. Uh, of course, a note on Captain Marvel. Tickets are now on sale as of Monday. Uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets for the uh, first few opening days, uh, sorry, you'd probably snooze, you'd lose. Yeah, I, I just now bought tickets for the late showing on opening night, on Thursday night, and was left with like a couple of seat selections in the back. Well, luckily, we got two next to each other, but... Uh, uh, jump on it. If you haven't gotten them by the time this podcast okay. airs, you're not yeah, seeing it. Yeah, you should be okay. Night. It's opening in Dolby, and it's also going to be in IMAX, and then probably in some sort of real 3D. So, I mean, you uh, can you still have, get, like, if you, you have, have a local of, spot. Yeah, you have plenty of chances to see the movie, just uh, uh, whether it's in your preferred format is a different story. And speaking of tickets, don't forget, you can uh, check out the Disney's uh, three-day ticket offer, and one park per day, and uh, you can go ahead and add Park Hopper to that, too. Uh, take advantage of that if uh, that's a pretty good deal. 60 bucks per day? Hey, why not? Other than that, that's about it. I have nothing else. All right, so, of course, uh, you can find us on the social medias. We are Mousepire on Facebook, at Mousepire on Twitter and the Instagram, merely Mousepire on the Snapchat. Well, I'm Tim, and you can find me on Facebook, Tim Fresh One. He's I fresh. between the fresh and the one. I'm the only one on Facebook with that name, so I should be pretty easy to find. And uh, you can go ahead and message Tim there if you want to send him cookies. Yes. I mean, if you want to send me cookies, because I, like, need some sort of... Diabetic? <laughs> cookies. I mean, if they're sugar-free, that would be kick-ass. But if they're not, I can handle a little sugar, right? Right. It's not going to kill me. Not At least not now. No. Maybe when I'm 65. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. So... Uh, when you're 64. And just to interject real quick that we do have word that the new security situation there on the west side of the esplanade or the east side of the esplanade uh, is currently under construction so cool. hopefully at some point we will see the new security checkpoint there you can find me on instagram at blue 1313 also follow buttons by digs on instagram there you will see your button going your button order going out hey don't forget to head over to dgpclothing.com get your mouse power gear or get your annual pass holder decals or get your own special made decals. I don't know. Just head over there, send a message saying what you would like to customize, and uh, you can get that done. And uh, don't forget to uh, head over to YouTube. Check out the podcast there. All you have to do is uh, search Mousepire Podcast on YouTube. Or, hey, you know what? we got a, our own link now. So you Whoa. Can, yes, we have our own YouTube slash something slash Mousepire link. So that would be pinned to the Mousepire podcast every week. So you can check that out. And don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash Mousepire. And even though the prices of the park have gone up, 
We still have the $3 Mark of the Mail Guy special, so you can help the podcast. Three bucks. Hey, it didn't go up. It didn't go up to at least three fifty for inflation. <laughs> no, we're going to be kind of. <laughs> no, no, it's oh, okay. Disney inflation. It went up to $18. <laughs> Michael the Mail Guy $3 special is now $18. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's only $3. He'll so help the podcast out, and uh, we would really we appreciate it. We need equipment, it. apparently. Yes, we are all just... One thing we need specifically is like, how, how much does it cost? Uh, it doesn't matter. So we'll just we just need help. We need help. Donate things. Give us five hundred dollars. No, no, like uh, less than a couple hundred bucks, but it's it's a, it's a nice big five hundred dollars. Okay, whatever he said. Buttons, not pins. And until next time, remember, you can sit comfortably at home on your computer, posting complaints about how Disney raises the ticket prices, or you can quit bitching, get out of the house, and go out into this big, beautiful world of nature. So for the captain, Mean Gene, and Super Dave. I'm Anthony. I'm Tim. I'm Diggs. Happy New Year! Bye. I believe he's tooling with you, sir. I was. We're doomed. Aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, say something. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio sound bites and other clips are property of their copyright holders all original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com blah 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 and this week's episode we're celebrating another new year with raised ticket prices yay happy new year okay (laughs) you're literally sitting right here for the memo i was Get out of the house and get into the big, 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 blah, 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 blah. In this week's episode, we're celebrating another new year with raised ticket prices. Yay! We'll take a deep dive into the price changes, Anthony's pockets, and still won't find anything. <laughs>